then, what's the perfect recipe for brownies? Our, chef, our local chef, Stephen Johnson, joins us to tell us about a perfect holiday recipe for brownies. <laughs> uh, the three people that are tuning in are like, what the fuck is going on? Wait a minute. So, uh, all right. That, that was my public radio voice. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, that was mm. fucking fantastic. Uh, that was better than hello. This whole band thing doesn't work <laughs> out. Well, I, I, NPR's I, a colon. I would love you know? to do voice acting in the future. That would uh, sweet good retirement plan. That's where the money's at. Yeah, man. So, uh, episode 14 starts um, back in the basement with Langan and Parker. Yes. What's hey. up? Hey. Hi, Sam. What's going on? Joe Ciotto sitting in the back. Oh. Um, and then today our guest is Dan Lamelli from Incendiary. Hello. What's Welcome. up, man? Hanging out. How are you? Yeah. Cool. All right, then. All right. <laughs> Perfect. That's a great intro. That's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. All right. <laughs> Big gulp, great. So, um, anyway, uh, just before we start, I, I want to say that we do have, because I never say it, we, we have a SoundCloud, so you could check yes. us out on SoundCloud um, or iTunes, which, you know, it's probably what, if you're listening, that's how to do it, mm-hmm. but maybe, you know, spread it and tell people, because uh, I'm tired of getting texts from people that I know. I want a text from someone <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah you know right. what I'm saying? Like, I want somebody to be like, yo, I, I asked your friend Bob. And he, and he gave me your number because I just really needed to tell you how good this show was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like every number that I have comes with a name. And it's like, that's enough already. Yeah. You guys, we, we get it. You like Spread the show. Spread the love. Um, so you're coming off a tour? Uh, we just did a weekend last weekend. Yeah, just two shows. Okay. And like, I, it seems like you guys just put out a record. And I feel yeah. like you're taking a lot of video footage. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've been the AV club for the band since like day one. Like I've always, I've recorded pretty much... 85 percent of the shows that we've played and you're the guy to do it because you have the gopro right yeah i well at first i started with like a just like a shitty dv camcorder um i started with that with like little the little dv tapes and then i got like a better camcorder with a tax return one year that used like the like regular sd cards and now i have two gopros and i also have a dslr but i don't usually bring that one out with me well whatever the videos are they're fucking awesome oh, yeah. i enjoy it um, I didn't really know too much of the band. Mm-hmm. I just saw the name. Um, I'm pretty sure Joe behind you has praised you guys. Um, He's come I, to about a two tree shows. <laughs> oh, <there you> go, <laughs> so, uh, but then you know, I listened to to the last record, which is called Thousand Mile Stare. Thousand Mile Stare. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I Kill love it. Thank you. Heavy and as fuck, man. Thank you. Really good. And and what I'm gonna say is this, <clears throat> because I was just gonna be like, yeah, I don't really listen to much hardcore, but I really like this. Right. And my biggest pet peeve sometimes <laughs> is like when somebody will be like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't really like hip hop, but I like Eminem. You know, it's like, wait, oh, okay. but you you fucking like hip hop, then? Like, yeah. Wh- yeah. What are you so talking delve about? Delve further. Yeah. You don't you don't yeah. need to like quantify about what you don't like before saying what you do yeah. like. Just say, I like this. Exactly. I'm know? the asshole. Like, I'm completely <laughs> like, you know, I don't really listen to much hardcore, but these incendiary guys are fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, but it's just, you know, they get you fucking amped up completely. Yes. Like, I could see, That's the word. I could see how these these songs like will kill live. You know, like everyone, like just just the the perfect vocals and the unclenched fist and all that, like mm-hmm. all those fucking lyrics, right? So then I went backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the other two records, and they're just as good. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Appreciate it. Man. You know, so I I, I think what what I'm, what I'm trying to say now is that I I think I'm a legit hardcore fan now. Hey, well, oh, welcome same. back. Finally, come out. see in the pit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, I stopped at minor threat. Nah. You know, I can right. I can go back now. You know, so. But uh, so 
the record comes out and you guys like charted like yeah. on Billboard. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah, Did like not expect that to happen. Like you're a legit <laughs> celebrity sitting here almost basically. Uh, no, I just I work at a regular job, but this, <laughs> oh, yeah. this also happens and it's really really cool. What um, label are you on? Uh, Close Casket from uh, uh, Troy, New York, okay. the capital area. Nice. So, so basically, you chart on fucking Billboard. Like, yeah. That's yeah. Like absolutely psychotic. When Definitely. I when I was younger, <laughs> when I was younger, like my aunt used to work, uh, f- like I think in some like building that had like BMG stuff. So mm-hmm. she would always bring home like Billboard magazine, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And she would bring home samplers uh, of like whatever. It was like usually like ten or twenty, and like half of them sucked. But then there was like a handful of shit that was good, like some Brit pop and stuff like that mixed mm-hmm. in with like some Garth Brooks, which is why I know Garth Brooks songs because I would listen to it and I'm like, hmm, 3.30 in the morning, there's a storm heading in. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm listening to these songs, right? So she, she comes over and, and I, I was fascinated by Billboard magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved reading it. I loved everything to do about music and I would keep, close eye like on the charts and like Ooh. the charts were a big fucking deal when people sold records i felt the same way growing up because i'd always check it because my like i've said before my dad had the 7-eleven so billboard mm-hmm. was one of the magazines i got to browse through just to be so excited if one of my fans made it into the pop if like metal punch. church yeah, like, metal yeah, church hit like, 199 like, yeah <laughs> or like, like they're hanging in, in, in the, there in the <laughs> movies about a band and like you know they start doing well and it's just like and it scales down like the charts is like ding yes, and they're like yeah. 175 that's a like, common oh scene God. in like a and band then, biopic they're like yep. they show it rise and, and they, they, the, they show it yeah, moving yeah, yeah so yeah. that's like that's always like the like, like all right cool like, stuff's happening now kind right. of like indicator in the, like the band based movie and like it's just it's just absolutely nuts. I think it shows one like the scaling down that's happened in the music industry because of like something like this could make it onto like the fucking charts. Like there's no band selling like Def Leppard anymore where they're selling right. like 80 million copies. Like if I think if a band sells like, you know, a million, mm-hmm. that's like a big, you know, almost a big. It's almost this, like leveled the playing yeah. field a yeah. little bit. Yeah. You know, back like to to. to you know to go back to when you would hit number one like it would be because you sold 1.5 million for that week right mm. now if you sell 50,000 copies the first week you're more than likely number one right so that's right. that's how different things are because yep. um i don't really know how they weigh it anymore as far as like you know what spotify counts apple music and stuff like that mm-hmm. i don't know if it's yeah. like actual physical i think they changed like how they do evaluate that but i i couldn't begin to explain yeah like, i like how that works I, there's probably algorithms at play that i don't even yeah. can begin to guess but i think like again like this is like indicative in the industry where it's just like the times have changed so rapidly and they're still trying to keep the same business model it's just like didn't you yeah. learn when napster and limewire came out that like you you gotta change the fuck you're doing no, they're slow and they're just like yeah. nope we're still just gonna keep doing this and it's just like you're getting smashed out left and right because you can't think of something else better to do yeah you know? it's like well it's because you know back then you know uh, and i'm gonna speak like like i was sitting in the office you know <laughs> watching them you guys better not do that man but no so I, like i think for every cd that they would sell like whatever it was like a like sam goody like 1799 mm-hmm. like the artists were getting like a buck 50 or something oh, yeah. like metallica had the highest rate for that i think it was like a dollar 75 yeah, everyone right. else was like less than a dollar and because and, and, there's all this bloat within the you know in the industry itself like mm-hmm. when it, when i in, i interned at island records for a while and there was so much unnecessary staff there and a guy in charge of this and that and it's all going there 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. The extra, all these staff that's not even necessary. It's to... like the Titanic, and they're like figuring out who to throw off. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Janice from accounting? Uh, she mm-hmm. doesn't give a fuck. Let's throw her off. <laughs> what does she know? What band she brought to the I table? I have a child! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have a child! You know? <laughs> you know what? all she has. You know what always fascinated me <laughs> about... the Titanic, um, anybody? Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> about the top of the billboard, too. The, the top of the billboard, sometimes you'd see like Rod Stewart sings the classics at number one for like weeks. And you'd be like, well, how the fuck is that? Like, but <laughs> someone explained it to me. It's like because old people oh, yeah. really will go to Best Buy still and pay $20 and Absolutely. buy it. And that's why it's like, Cause this, it's is, a bizarre this is the only ten. way I know how to listen that's to music. <laughs> they don't want to hear about MP3s. They want their physical thing from the store for $20. Still, mm-hmm. and it charts. That's it. And that know. same old person is going to, like, you know, some porno store to buy that VHS, <laughs> you know, of like, take it easy. You have VHS. shaved beavers <laughs> 58. You know, uh, <laughs> shave beaver 58. I've got the first 57, and I've been looking for this. I hear they're exploring new territory in this one. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, and, and here it is, like, all the hard work. Like, you know, you guys have been a band for how long? Ten years this year. You know, and, like, now you guys are, like, it seems like you're constantly on tour. Like, you guys grind. Like, you guys put out a record, and then you just go. It's, like, exactly the opposite. Oh. I, <laughs> I call it the uh, the hardcore army reserve. Why you gotta like... blow up my poser status? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm glad that the smoke and mirrors yeah. is doing its job. You know, like you know, like it seems like we do a lot, but like um, we just go places for like a day and then come back okay. because we all have regular nine to five, so right. we have to work around our vacation time and shit like that. Plus, what? like you know, like uh, you know, I you know, I'm I've been with my girlfriend for like you know a couple bunch of years now. Brendan's married. Mm-hmm. You know, our guitar player has been with his girl for a while, so we all have to like mitigate like vacations like family-based stuff and band stuff but you know we we've been able to like just find this balance what's the longest stretch you've been out like uh well like i said i call it the hardcore army reserve it's two weekends a month one week a year okay so like we do one big thing a year where we use like a week of vacation time and then mm-hmm. usually it's just weekends where we like leave friday after work drive maybe play new jersey that night okay go down to like baltimore or up to boston or albany or something like that um and, th- and then we've just recently like you know like just because like that's just the way the engine works and then we do one big thing here so like um we did a, a week with terror one time um we did like a leg of the life and death tour the year before that um we're going to japan in september oh nice to play blood axe fest with like a uh, first blood and um what the hell is that thing? i mean yeah it's like it's like it's it's like that's so gotta we, be yeah exciting, we do one right? big thing a year yeah. you it's... hear that kids you guys are fucking working way too hard right? <laughs> <laughs> like how the fuck so what, what do you attribute the success to because you guys are pretty successful but if you're just not really getting... really lucky yeah just really really lucky um to be brutally honest you know like we we don't try to like write songs to like be a certain way we just write songs that we think are good yeah and I think if you're just like honest in in the way that you kind of like approach doing this, um, people will feel that honesty and it'll come through in the music and you'll you'll just you know like I'm really lucky that all of us are in this band together. Yeah, I mean, what I like of everything that that's happened because I mean it's super hard. I, I would imagine to chart with playing hardcore music like that's yeah. something like you you guys are playing like really heavy music yeah. that's to a certain you know demo. 
Um, you know, it's not like Katy Perry is some shit that appeals to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yet, like you guys are connecting with so many people, man. Yeah. That's it's, fucking great. It's, um, it's like I said, it's just a really like really cool special thing. And I might have to rub your shoulder when you, <laughs> before you leave here, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, you know, it's just and you just. But the other thing is like you realize the fragility of it. Like, you know, kids don't like you one day. That's it. You yeah. Know, then, kids don't you know and then once that's that that and that's you know you know what you do right. then you start a band that sounds like bruce springsteen like everyone else oh i i would like to be in a uh like a, a bar cover band yeah and just play like bon jovi like four nights a week right oh, so great what era though so great. i mean yeah. like the, oh, the I, new I, era I, I, you... I would just i just i would pretty much just play like everything you know like if you're only doing bon jovi too you'd have to come up with like a clever name play um, on words yeah like jovi bon yeah um. like something really or a play <laughs> on uh, one of their songs. caution titles. caution wet floor I like that. Hold yeah. on a second. <laughs> <laughs> or you can make shirts with like the slipping guy, you know, like that, like the the sign yeah, that the says slippery guy. when wet, like etc. So yeah, um, man, that, that that sounds awesome. So you you said this was like your first hardcore band. Yeah, yeah, that's um, wild, man. I know. I was always into hardcore and just Hooker by Crook. The bands that I played in were not it. Um, were you I was just what kind play- of stuff? I was like in uh, the first first band. Well, I mean. Count, like not counting like the bands that I was in in middle school and high school because we just played covers sure, pretty right. much. Um, I played in like in like a like a pop punk kind of band. I played like an emo band. I was in a grindcore band for a little bit. Uh, I played in a Christian metalcore band, and wow. then I played in uh, Incendiary, which was like my first hardcore band. But I had I had been to hardcore like the whole time. I just was just never in like a regular band like that. Okay. And how would you adjust your playing in those bands? Like, do you feel like you were a natural hardcore drummer or you're like just I mean, maybe you're just good at everything. I, I always just felt I was like a drummer and I tried to be like musical tofu. Like I just take on the flavor of what's around me. So it's a lot of listening. And I think by playing with such a diverse range of styles, like it kind of like it made writing parts that fit guitar parts a little bit easier because you learn to listen to you know you learn to like listen what to hear for to, mm-hmm. as far as changes go it's like oh we're playing this four times and then here's a change so you could like and you know how to like fit stuff in okay. so I, th- I think that's like a, a pretty big key in as far as like being able to play different types of music is knowing what to listen for and uh when when did you start playing drums uh i i started in a school band when i was in fourth grade like concert band um i got kicked out of concert band in sixth grade because i didn't practice because they kept giving me the goddamn wood block and my uh my middle school was like super competitive with the school band so, so that wood like, block in the beginning must have brought you back I, yeah <laughs> you didn't get the tim- they didn't give you the timpani no guns no nah, nothing triangle. not even not even, not even a goddamn right symbol not even a fucking triangle i was like on wood block on two like spanish clave songs so i was like what the fuck am i gonna practice for but i still like playing okay um and so they kicked me out and my dad was like oh do you still want to play drums and i was like yeah he was like all right because he's a landscaper he's like if you work on my truck this summer i'll get you a drum set at the end of the was he ever a musician my dad played guitar yeah he played guitar he was in yeah he played guitar like most of his life he was in a a band with his brother i'm uh, telling you man we fucking (laughs) you know yeah that's that one one seven eight four shit (laughs) parallel to lindenhurst back then (laughs) lindenhurst and selden have the wildest parallels man it's just like total like dirtbag like fucking like music like like yeah it's just this weird weird connection of like iron maiden you know what i'm saying like just crazy iron maiden and bike jumps that's the uh that's the connection and occasionally crack okay occasionally crack me sprinkle a sprinkle (laughs) of crack crack. i don't want to leave no mysteries (laughs) 
So, all right. So your dad used to play in a band. That's awesome. Yeah, my dad played in a band in bands when he was younger. Um, with his brother, his uh, my uncle played bass, and uh, I got, I don't know. That's I, I was always just kind of like drawn to the drums when I was little. Um, you know, like they, you know, they. It's a, it's like the cliche story. I was hitting pots and pans and right. couch cushions with pot. You know, like wooden spoons. Were there certain players that were an influence that you looked up to? That's like made the drums okay that's yeah uh tommy lee in yeah. uh motley crew nice. when i was like i was like five or six yeah you know what's weird you were talking about the marching band stuff before your concert band shit yeah the con- of, well, maybe yeah the- same same shit. yeah so i remember i was thinking tommy lee because he had that show on channel four tommy lee goes to college or some shit i remember and that. he was like in the march yeah but band. for real he was in a he was a drumline guy yeah, yeah, in yeah. high school i remember yeah. seeing pictures when i read the dirt i think yeah was in there, that book right? is tight as fuck oh, so good best rock so bio yeah. book ever um it's really really good the if story, you get a chance the story to read that man's lower half could tell because they well they <laughs> it, the they alternate chapters between the band members yeah, and i the love dirt. that mcmars's chapters are so crazy because like yeah. he has this thing where like his spine is fusing into bone so yeah. he's like in constant pain but he doesn't take any drugs at all and he never got fucked up everyone else in that band was like snorting lines of ants and he was just like stone sober 24 7 he was like, a lot older than him too. yeah like, he was like yeah. 10 by 10 years yeah yeah, yeah at when least they, they, he answered the ad that's what they said they're like here comes this dude who was like you know i guess 35 at the time yeah. like something wild but to like hear all those like motley Crue stories from his perspective it's like yeah so nuts it's so nuts because he's like like the clarity in the whole fucking thing yeah and also you didn't know much about him yeah very the uh, guys were mysterious. all front and center yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I need the audio book you know you know my thi- my, my thing about reading I can't do it he better record it quick yeah. book on tape <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm too, good, man. Man. I can't I just can't concentrate I'll call you up and read it to you nice. <laughs> bedtime story <laughs> you know actually you know what I told someone I said that if someone actually wrote a book in Facebook statuses I'd read it I remember that <laughs> wow you know what I'm saying because mm. like, it's like I'm you're, reading you're, statuses you're, all day long you're you know? missing out you gotta I you can't. Got, like I'm, I said, we're, we're older now. All our bands have written books. Yeah. Yes. Good but that's time. the beauty of podcast. Right. That's the beauty of podcast for me because um, I, I really do think, not just because we started doing one, mm-hmm. but I think it's the future. Yeah. I think it really is. If you're into cars, if you're into anything, there's some fucking, there's three jerk offs. In some hey. basement. Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a fourth jerk-off as a guest. <laughs> There's three jerk-offs With a somewhere. rotating jerk-off. With a rotating jerk-off. <laughs> that sounds like something you got to pay extra for. <laughs> <laughs> you guys missed miss that whole Groucho. That was a Groucho. Yeah, Yo, you can't even make a... You know what? I'm glad you guys appreciate the Groucho uh-huh. joke because I would have done that like around younger people and they'd be like... Uh-huh. What the yeah. fuck did you just do? And I was just like, Joe's African crowd, Joe, Joe. Fuck. We like the old stuff. I'm half dead myself. Yeah. yeah. You know how old this fucking guy is? <laughs> this show, he had sleeves like when we, <laughs> when we started the show. But um, podcasts are the, are the way of the future. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I, I, I think what it is is like whatever you're into, someone's talking about it. And right. and it's they're inviting you into that conversation, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and and I think that's how bands and music and movies mm-hmm. will live on. You're you don't. Right, I'm yeah. I'm fucking listening to whatever podcast, and 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 they're talking about like Crowbar. Mm-hmm. I've never wanted to listen to Crowbar. As soon as I'm listening to that podcast, I fucking go listen to Crowbar. Yeah, nice. 
you know? Well, and it streamlined everything down to, like, your specific interests. Right. Like, you don't have to have filler or, oh, listen to that show, wait till they get to, like, it's, there's something for everybody, yeah. no matter what you're into, you know? No matter what. It's definitely the future. Right. No matter I think what, especially this podcast particular is. It's, it's very uh, specified. <laughs> it's coming. like specified entertainment, so you could, like, really dial it in. It's sure. just like, well, I don't like this podcast about fishing, but this other podcast about fishing, that's the good yeah. one. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, they talk, they're like, they talk about, This guy like, talks about trout all yeah. the time, but I, I'm, I'm more of a bass man. I, I'm a fly fisherman, so I'm going to go listen to the fly yeah, fishing podcast absolutely. as opposed to the deep sea fishing podcast. Sure. And, and it's yeah. allowing like people into a conversation yeah it's like oh i want to hear what those four guys are talking mm -hmm. about like whether it be let there be talk which i love mm -hmm. he'll have mike inez from allison chains i'm like fuck right that dude played with fucking ozzy allison chains Many. like i want to listen sure. and they're allowing me to hit play and sit in and listen to their conversation plus no, no break off of commercials there's all kinds of pros to it you know what yeah. i mean you really let you, it's an intimate way to get to know these people because it's, it's not broken up into yeah. anything it's a like you're having the conversation with yes. them mm -hmm. oh absolutely yeah. and, and then, you're laughing along and like you know you're like getting the points and you're like you know it's like oh shit you know like you talk and stuff you're talking yeah. and what i love like my friend derek hit me up and he was like yo he's like i really it killed me that i couldn't chime in during the jane's addiction talk i oh, love yeah, yeah. i love mm -hmm. that yes because it's if that's what it makes you do it's supposed to make you want to be like oh shit I got something to say to that. I got yeah. something to say to that. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I love that. And whatever comes up, you know, to continue the the technology, I'm like, oh, I haven't never heard of that band. Let me listen to them on Spotify. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 You know, it's so direct. What do you think about Spotify for someone who? Oh, I think it's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I just love being able to, like, listen to everything that I want when it's, you know, like. It's right there. I, I was a big proponent of CDs. Like I was, me too. You know, like yeah, so I absolutely. have. I still have a, a bundle of about seventy five at my house. You know, and I have a CD booklet in my car right now. But I've been using Spotify for the past like six eight months, mm. and it's it's great. It's a thousand percent great. The only thing that sucks is like it's like if you're in like in a dead spot, you really can't get it. Yes, which I, li I like the temporary download <clears throat> to the phone though. If the yeah. stuff you know you want to listen, to, but it won't, once once I got exposed to that i was like wow this is I fought it's, it. not since napster not since, that yeah. mind-blowing experience i like, fought it fuck. i fought it because i had an ipad an ipod mm -hmm. with 160 gigs i had a Oof. back of hard drive Damn. i had like thirty thousand songs i'm like i don't give a shit my girlfriend wanted it so i got it for for her whatever it was christmas or right. some shit i didn't give a shit uh, then my iPod <laughs> shit the bed, mm -hmm. and I was like, what am I going to do, lug around this fucking hard drive? Mm. And I was like, let me try that free trial month. And then I'm like, okay. I'm like, what do I want to listen to? And everything I want to listen to. Kid in the candy store. For like yeah. 33 yeah. cents a day, I'm like. Well, I had, I had like option paralysis right away. I was just like, I don't know what I want to hear, <laughs> but I could have access to everything. And I was yeah. like panicking because there's too many choices. Too many but I'm then hoarding it's like, playlists right now. Like that, I have way too many. And sometimes I too many. It's the, overwhelming. The I don't. I I, <laughs> I have used the playlist feature very sparingly, but yeah. I wind up just like following a lot of artists, so that way they're in my like scroll yeah. on the side, and I could so just kind of like some they like. Yeah, know. I could just like yeah. you know skip through it and be like, oh yeah, you know what? I kind of want to listen to Huey Lewis in the news right yeah. now. Yeah, you know, and you can, and that's yeah. the, that's the beauty of the randomness. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I'm like I want to listen to Phil Collins, but seriously. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. I don't have to dig for CD. Like it's just there. 
and you have that CD? or if you get like a like an earworm, no. like oh, I have to listen to this song right now. Right. Boom, you put it on, you put there, it on, and it's magic. Fucking Bluetooth, you know? <laughs> it like, is magic. Yeah. Like fucking Bluetooth, <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. Like um, the other day I had that uh, Eagle song, "Those Shoes," you know, like stuck in my head because I think I listened to Paul's Boutique about a week before. Oh. The beginning of one of the Paul's Boutique songs yeah. is the beginning of that Eagle song, and it's just oh, like, shit. man, that's such like a hard song. You know, it just makes me want to do bad things. I want to listen to this song yeah. right goddamn now, and I put it on. I was like, fuck yeah, and I listened to it twice in a row. What bad things did you do though? Nothing, but it's just I wanted to. <laughs> I thought about doing bad things. <laughs> then maybe you like punch the wall or something. No, no, it's Eagles. just. <laughs> it's like it's like the. No, well, it's like I hear you, Glenn Fry. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Imagine what like the bad guy in Miami Vice, you know, would be doing. Yes, you know, I got you. Smugglers Blues. You belong. Great to the song. City. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. But what was that Beverly Hills Cop 2, maybe? Smuggler's Three? Blues was... I think it's from... No, Ooh, it's Miami yeah. Vice. That's the Fabulous you be- Thunderbirds, right? You belong no, to no, the city. Glenn that Glenn that tune oh. was Miami Vice, wasn't it? I know, I know the song. Uh, yeah. Fabulous Thunderbirds. That's what I found. Tough enough? Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Tough enough. Yeah. It was... That guy is Stevie Ray Vaughan's brother. Yeah. Wrap it up, man. I know. That guy... Oh, God. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Oh, shit. Shit. Rap, rap, rap. Remember rap, that Spotify rap. out. <laughs> I don't even have that shit, but sign me up. When they came out, that singer was what, 66 years old? He yeah. was so old. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and so he didn't even try to. No be. one's like, going to know like, what the what fuck the we're talking about. We could just be talking about, we could be making got this that up. He's cap to the no, side. Not. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> we have double-breasted suit. Yeah, he didn't uh, even try to uh, look uh, like, you know. I guess that was their thing, uh, though, you know. Here, here's the thing. Thunderbirds. Here's Add what? that to the playlist. Where are they now? Here, here's the thing, though. What? There's three jerk offs sitting in Thailand somewhere right now, listening. <laughs> Not now, but I guess whenever we, we post it, right. and they're going to be like fabulous Thunderbirds. We're going to send people on a fabulous Thunderbirds search, <laughs> and they're going to become I culturally hope so. relevant. They're I mean, you little... just call them jerk offs. Uh, <laughs> they might, they might tune out. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to Take the People's Republic back, of Thailand. But the positive is they might be in Billboard 200 next week. Yeah. You could imagine a resurgence of that. People clamor if they're alive. Are back. Oh, that that guy's got to be dead. <laughs> that singer. Maybe his yeah. hat's you know straight the, now. The, it's probably hanging in the the was it the Hard Rock? In the Hard Rock. Next to like Eddie Van Halen's guitar, <laughs> the fabulous Thunderbirds, <laughs> Kangol looking hat. It's I don't like, even know what kind of hat that was. It's it's like the it was like the, a the Hard Rock Oneonta. Uh, it was like a French artist <laughs> hat. Uh-huh. And he was so a beret. He, it was like a, <laughs> a beret, like a rockabilly beret. And he looked oh, like God. every hoagie e- eater in Chicago. Yeah, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> like he looked like he was in that fucking the Bears. He looked he, he looked like a professional pool player. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> But yeah, so check check it's out the, in the way that That's you what I love about the show is I have no Another idea one. we were going to go money, so man. deep in it. Solid Who needs bullet points, yeah. man. Come on, if you don't fuck with Color of Money, go yeah. home. The movie is oh, yeah, so absolutely. goddamn yeah. good. I don't now I know how old you are. Sequel sequel to The Hustler, Minnesota Fats, man. Now I know how old you are. Paul Newman, both movies, yep. solid. Jackie Gleason. No, it wasn't. Jackie Gleason was the Sting. No, who is the honeymooners guy? Oh, Art Carney. No, the other guy. Jackie Gleason. Oh, Jackie Gleason. Jazz Jackie Gleason. All right. so, oh, I get him confused. Jackie Mason, that dude from Caddyshack. Caddyshack 2. Yeah, yes. yeah. Caddyshack 2 and 
what was his TV show? Chicken Soup or Talk Chicken Soup? Mm, I don't know. He had, he, he had a, a show on Channel Four. Jackie Mason, if he fucked up Caddyshack too for me. <laughs> Come on. Don't have it. You can't replace Rodney. No, you yeah. can't. You can't. No. You can't, especially with mm-hmm. a movie that just tried to. It was almost like a remake. It was know? the same shit. Or yeah. A slo- slovenly rich guy that wants to ruin their golf course. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there you go. Hijinks ensued. Nope. You know. There you go. But, but they got Kenny Rogers back again for the fucking soundtrack. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Oh. Fuck. Yeah. You got me all fucked up with this Thunderbird you get shit. You're Jackie Gleason and Mason <laughs> yeah. Hughes. In you get Rogers and Loggins. Loggins and Messina. <laughs> Can I say. Loggin <laughs> Rogers. Can I say. Courier and Ives. Holy shit. Um, speaking of Kenny Rogers. Roasters and Center Reach. Yes. Which, which, yeah, there man. There you go. Well, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> That's a little bit too geographical for, for the people listening in geographically uh, Wyoming. Specific. <laughs> um, but yeah, his, like uh, I remember my band. Well, my this cover band that I would do every now and then. We did Lebowski Fest, and we covered that Kenny Rogers song, and it's fucking awesome. The Gambler? No, <laughs> <laughs> the other good one. Islands the, uh, in the Stream. The one from from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. Islands in the Stream. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, listen to that. <laughs> So I got a drum set in sixth grade yeah. after working on my dad's <laughs> landscaping truck all summer. Yes. And uh, so I started my first band. We played like 30 songs. 15 of them were Beatles songs, and the rest of them were Nirvana songs. And I think we played Wild Thing. And uh, and then we played at like a backyard Halloween party one time. And that was like, that was the first time where I was just like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. You know, like I could I could do this. Where, yeah. I mean, was it like one of those things that you 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 picked up right away, or like did did you have to like work at it? Or did you feel like a natural? Almost? Um, I don't. It just like like um, did you feel like in, Butch Reed, <laughs> like uh, Charlie and Always Sunny. I was like kicking ass yeah. at the piano. It's like Charlie, you're amazing at piano. Yeah, it just makes sense, you know. Like <laughs> like like drums just made sense to me. You, did you know? take like, lessons at all? Or it was not really purely, not yeah. on a kit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I just like just playing figured, along. I just with figured your it out. Yeah, and, and I would play to like a CD player, and I'd play like every day, and I'd like play to songs you know i'd have like these big headphones that covered my ears like i got them specifically for that mm-hmm. and i just play like every day along with every cd that i had everyone starts with nirvana and the beatles those are like yeah. two that was like sixth grade and then like and then i like got a double bass pedal and then i was like playing like vod songs and like sepultura songs and i was like and then i would play along to like dream theater like try to <laughs> you Once know, you go blast beat. You can't go back. Well, I, actually, <laughs> I just saw his other band, Carcosa, and then you, they covered Propa, Propaganda. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm like sitting there thinking, like, yo, they're covering Sepultura right okay. now. This fucking, and that's like, I don't want to say the best song on the record, but it's definitely close it's to the best there. song. It's a, it's a fucking <laughs> yeah. ass beater. Yeah, yeah it's so Absolutely. fucking good. Like, Chaos yeah. AD is such a goddamn good record. Yep. You know, we got to get Max on the show. <laughs> I got Probably my feelers would do it. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're torn on Nail Bomb. They're, oh, really? uh, yeah. heard they're playing yeah. the whole They're playing Point thing. Blank. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Wow. With uh, Alex Newport. He'll basically do anything but try to, you know, reunite with Sepultura, I guess, at this point. <laughs> like, every, any side project. It's like, there was a I band did. that uh, I was in in the seventh grade. Yeah. I mean, they do that. They should just, I mean, listen, I'm not in that band. I don't know their differences. I know it had something to do with 
Max's wife yeah. being the manager yep. and money probably it always comes back to money. But God, I wish they'd get back together. Just yeah, for that one would tour. be an mm-hmm. amazing. But I mean, like a Chaos AD like twenty year anniversary yeah, or something yeah, like that. Or just yeah. dude, beneath the remains, arise in Chaos AD. Yeah. I'd be happy as mm-hmm. fuck. You know, I you remember didn't... I was supposed to see them with Pantera, and then he went out for fucking knee surgery, and they canceled. Who Phil? No, uh, uh, Max. Max Max Cavalera. So they canceled because uh, Phil's always going out yeah. for surgery. So so I got stuck watching prong instead. <laughs> I could deal with fucking snap your fingers, snap your neck instead. Uh, uh, you don't like prong? No. Nah. <sighs> Come on now. Not a, not a prong fan. Pantera was great though. Oh, played, yeah. Played for fucking three yeah. hours. Fuck yeah. Pantera yeah. played for three hours? Yeah. What What era what, Pantera? What, what they do? Um, what, Every record it, twice? Um, yeah. <laughs> was it Trend Kill era or no, before? No, this was before uh, Before Phil far discovered heroin. I don't even know if it was Far Beyond Driven. It might really? have been vulgar, yeah, because wow. I think I was 16. They only had two That's records. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was Far Beyond. Yeah. Maybe early, Maybe like, just long, before Far long, Beyond. Long, like, yeah. instrumental yeah. stretches. Mm-hmm. They'd all walk off stage and Diamond would play for, like, half an hour, 45 so, minutes. Mm. <laughs> General admission in Nassau Coliseum. That was the scariest point of my life. Wow. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? Sick. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh, great, but horrible. I know. Well, now you had that story to tell. Say, yeah, you know, it. it all put worked on, out put for on the Spotify. Pod. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Pantera, Fabulous Thunderbirds. You know? We're gonna get you on that Spotify. <laughs> oh fuck! That well, show. going You're back getting. to going, going back to Spotify for a second. Um, remember, like those old mixes you would buy, like you know, Punkarama mm-hmm. and all yeah, those other things. The EVR comps. Yep. Yeah, like yeah. all that stuff. Like, all those comps, even like Metal Massacre, like as far back as you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Five one six comp. Yeah, nice. I feel like Spotify. Nice. It, you could do that. Like uh, labels should basically do that and get those playlists out there because that's what's going to get the people to listen to the artists on your label. And I, I, I think it's just at this point, it's like I feel once everyone subscribes um, to to the way it is, mm-hmm. either Apple Music if you have an iPhone mm-hmm. or Android for you know Spotify. <clears throat> I feel the pool of money. I feel like it's just going to be distributed way better once everyone, you know, it, it, it's it's going to be like the the bar. It's like okay, like a single yeah. payer streaming service. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you know, you know, like and it's I, just like just like okay, this is just the one thing for streaming. That's it. But then I mean, I don't know. You get, then you get to a lot of logistical stuff, like who dictates the price and blah blah blah. blah oh, I have no stuff. fucking clue what I'm yeah. talking about. I'm just. I'm shitting out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, I know it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all... It should like, be cool, man. I remember yeah. for a while there was no, like... Uh, like, Slayer's new albums would be on there, but nothing from Metal Blade. Like, Show No Mercy wasn't on yeah. there. And then I noticed other Metal Blade, like, uh, you know, maybe they had all the Anthrax albums, but not Fistful of Metal. So something with Johnny Z negotiating yes. with that, and it, eventually it yep. seems to pop up, you know what Yeah, I mean? well, but, Metal Blade's all up in there now. So yeah. I heard Brian Slagle on... Uh, Jamie Josta's podcast, mm-hmm. and those two guys are about their business. Mm. They oh, fuck they, yeah. Right? They, they know their shit, so. No question. Um, so anyway, going back to, to what you were saying, uh, um, you know, you're a kid, blah, 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 you're playing fucking drums. Yeah. And so just give me more on, like, your 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 journey to, like, becoming a hardcore drummer, man. Oh, like, right. well, so then, how did, um, how, you start listening to VOD stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, like, pretty much where, that that was the first hardcore show that I went to. My friend Dan um, used to, like, give me rides home from school, and, like, th- like uh, this is going to be tangential for just, like, a half second, but, like, remember, like, when car stereo culture was, like, huge? Yeah, man. Sure. Everyone had fucking hooked up systems. It does not exist today. Mm. Like, it's, like, down, like, 90%. Uh, Talk yeah. about a fucking market that 
tanked. Because if you were hanging in the parking lot, like, because we would hang out at the Cheap John's parking lot, yep. like 50, 60 deep, or like, it, like if you had a supermarket, there was like 50 or 60 of us hanging out there, and that one person had his fucking trunk. Yeah. Up and it was banging. Like like six CD seven changes. Seven out of ten people that I knew <laughs> in high school had one. Yeah. You know, like like hooked up system, blah, blah, blah. I always had like a piece of shit car and I never had enough money for a car stereo anyway. But like my friend Dan had like this eclipse with like a fucking banging system in the trunk. And he would always play like neglect and VOD and like, you know, tension and all this shit from, you know, like the old like Suffolk County hardcore yeah. shit. And then um he was doing a project for his sociology class about hardcore. He's like, do you want to come do a show with me? I was like, yeah. So we went to go see, uh, it was a warped weeble wobble show at the, um, Levittown Jewish center. It was VOD glass jaw. Uh, and I think like 10 yard fight was playing or something like that. And I remember just like walking in at the end of glass jaws set and just like people like jumping off the stage and like flipping over monitors. And it's just like, all right, this yeah. is, this is the thing. This is this, this is, is the thing that and then I saw VOD yeah. playing and I was just like, God damn it. You know, like, wow, this is this is this is the thing. Was it uh that was like 19, de- demo era? It was nineteen ninety eight. Okay. So I think Green Album yeah. was out. Yeah. Um and I asked for it for Christmas and I got it and I nice. probably burnt that thing yeah. out if uh, I listened to you it. You went to so the much. wall? Uh yeah, definitely the wall. Put the <laughs> sticker on it, and then you just keep getting free ones because you like you pop out the tray and the booklet, yeah, and then you, know, you put whatever CD you want, you bring it back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to those people for following me. Shout out to me. the wall. Yeah, <laughs> following me every time I walked in there for good reason. I just want to tell you people, I was stealing. <laughs> right. They usually These have a hole in the wall. In the uh, back. Get Do it. it? The, oh. the one I worked in in Riverhead, there was a hole. Uh, <laughs> when you go in the back door to the left. The hole in the back door. There's a hole like right there where you hide. There'd always be somebody just back like there. crotch level. You have to, you have to, well, there were some pervs that were looking there when the girls came in from high school, but uh, but yeah, you know when someone went down, it was right in front of the hip hop and reggae section. I don't, you know, that's a very bad thing. But um, it was like problematic hole in the wall. Watch through the hole in the wall. Well, what, Gross. Yeah. What I used to do. <laughs> it happened. What I used to do when I used to do hood rat shit over in Selden, uh, we used to bring like a razor blade in, in in our pocket. So I would just take cassettes and put them in my pocket and like walk around with my hand in my pocket. And I would take the razor with my thumb and like uh, cut the, c- cut sensor the alarm off. And then Set. from there, like I'd walk around and walk out with like five cassettes yeah. and like leave all the fucking. There was Truth be told. I still shield shit now, nah, <laughs> all the time. Look at you! I, I, Home Depot. I robbed them of so many drill bits and like little bullshit for like a Dremel tool. Yeah, because I got one because I was, I was I build snare drums sometimes, and I must have stole so much shit. Look at you! Oh man. my god, I it's great! It. It's great! You could do it. When the time, just slide it right. Oh yeah. man, walk right out the fucking door. As long I, as I'm I, st- alive. I stole a fucking goddamn sixty-four gig uh, <laughs> micro SD card from Walmart one time because I just put it in the fold of a towel. Kid, stupid kid didn't even fucking pay attention. You should have rang me out in electronics. He let me walk that shit all the way up to self checkout. Hit it in a fold in a towel. Just ringed out the towel for three ninety nine and then walked out with like a sixty-four dollar memory card. That's a good method. Yeah, well, man. I, my, 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 dick, ex, my, <laughs> my ex-girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend stole a ladder from yeah. uh, from Home Depot. That's impressive. She fucking wow. under a towel. Holy shit! <laughs> that must have been a pretty big towel. Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so she sounds like a towel my mother wants. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, 
so she she takes the ladder from like w- whatever aisle the ladder's in, and she walks it straight to the return desk. Yo, that's a move I, I I've done. That's some bolt with a ladder. That's fucking ballsy. Yeah, she fucking yeah. just took it and walked it from there to the return. I want to return this. Here's your fucking money. Go get high. Wow. Once, I remember up in Binghamton when I was at college. Me and my friend would look for receipts. Yes, that people and discarded. you steal. You go in, steal what's on the receipt, yes. and then yep. return it. That was one move. And back yeah. in the day with the cassettes, when they were in those long plastic, I had one of them trench coat mafia jackets nice. before it was cool. Yeah. Well, not <laughs> Before cool. everyone got killed. Before, before basketball ever. diaries. It was pre dead And you cut out the... <laughs> 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 you cut the, sl- the, the pockets, the bottom. And it still went down that far, yep. so you could slide all slide the plastic all that right shit. down and line it right around your jacket. Boom. If only, mm. if only we had a young audience <laughs> that knew. Yeah, what, it's I, like I, yo. I, it, I'm saying, if only we had a young audience that we could like mold into like future yeah. thieves of America. <laughs> well, they can steal digitally. It's so boring. Yeah. Like, yeah. Back when I was younger, no. we used to have to steal that shit physically. <laughs> you walk in a store and look it up and down, and you take your cassette. No way, Grandpa. BitTorrent. <laughs> What? You just email the company and talk bad about them on Twitter, and they'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bryson, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, um, I actually had to steal shit. <laughs> so, how did you end up? Uh, oh, so the first first band that I have, like serious kind of band that I played in, was like right after high school. It was called Guy Incognito. We were from Merrick, um, and we were a pop punk band, and uh, it was friends. The, the one dude, John, who played guitar was my manager at Hot Topic. And that's how I got in. He was just like, we need a drummer. I was like, I love playing drums. Let's do it. And uh, and so I just started playing with them. We did, we planned out a two-week tour, and the first leg got canceled. Mm-hmm. So we just hung out Sounds like on a the Eastern Seaboard yeah. for like a week and one staying leg. at like Campgrounds of America <laughs> and shit. Um, the first show we played was in fucking Searcy, Arkansas. And that was the first time wow. I ever played a show like that far off of Long Island. How'd that go? Uh, I mean, the tour was like beat. You know, yeah. it was back when you had to print out MapQuest directions and call the promoter from a payphone. Yep. You know, and mm-hmm. use like Hangstrom Atlas, you know, AAA cards, shit like yeah. that. Um, so that's that's how we did it. And we drove that all was... the way across, you know, like down to Arkansas and back up <clears throat> on that shit. Mm-hmm. Went to the Sears Tower, like, went saw the St. Louis Arch. You know, it was like, it was fucking awesome. We were doing it in a van, bought a bunch of cheap beer, ate hot dogs, like shit at like that. that. Anytime you could do that at that age and like hang out with your friends, like, yeah. it's, it's almost like, oh, I guess we'll play a show too. Yep. Right. Like, you're just hanging out. Yeah. Yep. You know? Did like a whole ounce of weed. Nice. We were all like heavy, did some like, weed. Hang- yeah, yeah. Oh, did, did a little weed. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to weed. Shout yeah, out weed to is weed. tight. Um, <laughs> So and for, so yeah so that was that and then um you know that like kind of ended um then I played in like this like kind of like just like straight ahead kind of like poppy band it was like a little weird but it, again it was just like I just wanted to play so I did that um and I played I played in a, a grind band called Fire for Effect for a while uh and that was like the first time I was kind of like playing blast beat type stuff mm-hmm. um and yeah. then I didn't do it again for a while <clears throat> until that, Arcosa yeah, and that'll exactly that that'll really build up like your 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 drumming because it's it's really not like a straightforward thing. Like grind is like 
definitely like, yeah, it's it'll like, work you out. It's all over the road. There's thing. like yeah. yeah, there's like blasty parts, there's double bassy parts, you know, and you're like moving around a lot and sure. it's like a fast and intense, you know, so it's you got that's keep... that's probably great though that you that you played in, in like pop stuff. You did grindcore and, mm-hmm. and you bring all that to your playing. It probably gives you like a new, you know, a different angle to have to incorporate all that stuff. Yeah, it, it makes you more diverse and you know, like I said, it's just like it lets you like hear what's supposed to go there. And do you, you know? like somewhere like down the line, like I don't know what you do for a living, so uh I just don't. Um but like in a perfect world, like would you Ten years from now, like want to do like be like a session drummer. Oh, for sure, right? A thousand percent, thousand percent, you know? right? Yeah, I just I like I said, like my hardcore retirement plan um, is to play like in a cover band that plays like Bon Jovi and Billy Joel. You know, you're dead oh, serious. Shit. Yeah, dead ass. Yeah, my God, I might. Yo, I know how to play. I'll be there for you and sing it. So. You know, like play. You know, like play like Bruno Mars at a wedding. You know, and then. Oh, cool! Seven hundred dollars yeah. for yep. me. Oh, yeah. Yep. And all I did was kick ass for two hours at the yeah. drums. Oh, That's shit! Good money. This and sucks. Free food. Good and money then I do this racket. Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. You yeah. know, so that's like, oh, cool! All this extra money mm-hmm. just for kicking ass, making white girls dance, and nice. having people buy beers. Shout out to white girls. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like they they, <laughs> Woo, get, they get lost yeah. in the shout outs. They're there, you know. They do. They're around. <laughs> you know. One time I played "Killing Me Softly" at an open mic. And the place fucking lost their goddamn mind. Me and my friend John, he was playing it on acoustic, and he could guy could sing as the day is long, you know. And uh, everyone got up, so it's like this is, you know. And that was like another like you know performance aha moment. We're like, oh shit, you went Roberta you Flack know? style of Fuji's. Fuji's. Okay. Oh, Fuji's naturally. Yeah. Nice. Right, yeah. Man. All right. Listen. Yeah. I'm... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuji's naturally. Right, listen. Um, there's certain songs that just like will always kill. Yeah. And, yep. yeah, but I mean, as long as you cover it and there's you have someone who could somewhat sing. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, that's very important. <laughs> that part, yes. Unless you do the grindcore version of "Killing Me Soft." <laughs> there you go. I don't think that translates too well. <laughs> but the, just the title, though. Yeah. This song is called "Killing <laughs> Me Soft." <laughs> 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 so, how do you fucking get into a Christian band? Oh, okay. So, um. The grind band I was in was ending, and, and you needed Jesus. <laughs> I need. I gotta find the Lord. Uh, <laughs> no, um, what's it called? Um, one of uh, my friend Tom, uh, Tom Williams from Straight from the Path. Because shout out, they are also from Selden, so yeah, I knew yeah. the, I knew them kids like since they were like sixteen. Yeah, yeah. It was like crazy. It's like crazy to see the the, the trip that they've been on. Um, but anyway, he said that um. A love for enemies needed a drummer and suggested me to them and put me in contact with eric the singer um and then you know i went and tried out and hit it off it was like i didn't even know that that band was considered that yeah they were on facetime yeah. they're yeah. uh they're, i was gonna yeah, say tooth and nail <laughs> so, uh, second biggest label probably right yeah for yeah yeah for Christian for bands, heavy uh, christian stuff interesting uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah i had no uh, idea um suggested me to them and we just like pretty much just clicked from day one you know we all got along and like I knew what it was and I'm not like that at all. And they knew that. And they were like, um, you know, do you have a problem with us being like this? And I was just like, nah, as long as like, you're not going to like put a gun against my head, you know, because I'm not. Yeah. And they're like, no, we have no problems with that. Like just, and I was just like, I'm just going to be respectful to you guys because you know, like 
it's the same respect that I would give right. to everyone. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, like I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck you. You know, like it's like, yeah, just do Before you. Before our first show, we have to take you down to the river and <laughs> baptize you in the water. Well, well we would <laughs> all like. Dunk your head in the Because like I'm, I'm like, I'm not like into like, you know, like magic and spooky and break a mirror seven years bad luck you know like you could say striper god <laughs> <laughs> well no no not like into like you know like any superstitions really yes um i kind of believe in the bard's tongue so i knock on wood a lot but like i don't even know what that is bard's tongue like it's just like you say something like in a satirical way but then it happens for real like jinxing yourself okay. like i don't want to uh, jinx it so i just knock on wood you know like so i don't fuck myself up um but i'm really superstitious about band stuff so i'm really into like band ritual and doing the same thing the same way every time yeah, yeah. like i've never used a white lighter because it's bad luck and um you know like when we're done when i'm done with the set and this has been like forever i say good game to everyone that i play with and fist bump so like right around good game good game good game like it was like you know that's what you did when you were playing and they sports know when you were they kid. know that by now. Everyone, right. in the, we've been doing, in Sendary, we've been doing that since day one, but I do that with every band that I'm in. Like, yeah. it's just like a, okay, we all did good. We're all here together. Like, thank you for doing this with me. Like, that's like what good games means to me, you know? Cool. It's just like a unity thing. So, in Alfie, before every set, we would all, you know, like, they, they would do like a prayer or whatever. And I, you know, I'd, I'd be in on it too because it's just like, this is like a team unity thing. Like, mm -hmm. this is like bringing us closer together. I might not, this might not be what I believe in, but I'm with you guys on this trip, so let's fucking do it. Yeah, cool. You know? And um, did a full U.S. tour. We did a couple of two-week tours with Stray, um, East Coast stuff. Fucking blast. You know, I played this, I played uh, Face Down Fest at the Glass House in Pomona. It was like, like you know, 900, you know, 1,000 people, and I'm used to playing to like 12 to 36 people so it's just like we did we did this whole we did the tour with a day to remember like just before like they became the biggest band in the fucking world and we were playing to like between 250 to like 400 kids a night this one nice. show in like nebraska was like 700 kids and wow. i was like losing my mind like i'd yeah. never seen experienced anything like yeah. this before i'm like driving across america seeing like all this crazy shit it's just like this is fucking sick you know, like, like I am so glad that I get to do this. You get to do it, and, and not, you know, like, I guess because all we know, for the most part, are musicians. Most people don't really get that experience. It's, exactly. like, fun. So. Exactly. Like, it's like, you know, like, you, most people don't, would have no idea why this is special and wouldn't get it. Yeah, definitely. You know? I'm sure, like, he toured, Parker toured mm -hmm. a bunch, and, uh, like, we never did, so. Him and I actually did a Maybe. weekend together. Yeah, we oh, did. Oh, yeah. where yeah. was that? Uh, we went. Where did we go? We went down to. I think it was. What was it? Long Island, Albany, and Jersey. Yes, it wasn't far, but it was a fucking. Blast. It was a weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it was a blast. With, Killed with, it with Incendiary. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so how did Incendiary start? Um, they started before I did. Um, so a after I was, I was like uh, leaving Alfie. The Danter era. Yeah, yeah. Danter was in uh, Incendiary way back when. Um, Shout out to Danter. <laughs> once an episode at yeah, least. Once an episode. Inked, inked, Danter inked up merch. That's it. Um, <laughs> So uh, I think again, Tom from Stray was just like, "Incendiary needs a drummer." You know Dan Ter, right? And I was like, "Yeah," because I knew Dan Ter from John Lewis, who was a singer of Center of Zero, mm. who was in a band with Dan Ter, and John was another one of my managers at Hot Topic, and he did a bunch of my tattoos early on when he still lived out here. Um, so he put me in touch with Dan, and I was like, "Yo, I play drums. What's going on?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we need a drummer." And again, we just like kind of like hit it off right away. Um, Audley and Bobcat, I don't think... You no, know, Bobcat joined the same time I did. Audley came later. We had a different kid. There was this kid, Kevin, who played guitar. And um, Denter played bass. And then um, that kid, Kevin, wasn't really working out. So 
he left and oddly came in about six months after I joined. And then that's pretty much been the lineup. And then Dan Terry left. We got another Kevin to play base. And then that Kevin left. And now we have uh, Matt McNally, a.k.a. the Hurricane. The Hurricane. And what, what was uh, wasn't even the first record? Um, the first 7-inch we put out was Amongst the Filth. Okay. What was, um, the, what was the first full length? The first full length was Crusade. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, that Dan Terry was on that one. Oddly played guitar on that one too. Um, yeah, that was the first full so, length that we did. Yeah, so then they put out the record. I mean, and but you said you guys don't really even tour that much, and like, yeah, how, how did you, like, for for people like listening, like, how how did it all just come together? Like you said, it couldn't. It had to be more than luck. Yeah. It, well, I mean, we were all on the same page from the beginning, and we all had the same expectations. So it wasn't like one person wanted to tour full time, and then like the other four were holding them back, and they were just like frustrated and pissed off all the time. Yeah. Or it wasn't like four of us were like, we could definitely tour full time, but this dipshit has a real job, so we can't, Which and we is hate him. Usually the case. You know. Yeah. No. We were all. We all had like. I think Brendan was going to graduate school. I was going to Stony Brook at night and I was working like two, you know, like one and a half full-time jobs. Um, so we all had like regular life going on. So we knew we weren't going to tour full-time pretty much from day one. And then, um, so we just kept it like that. And I think, I mean, we grind, we, we like, we played every, not like every weekend, but like a lot of weekends. So we'd play like Long Island and then we made it a point not to like oversaturate ourselves in certain spots, like not play Long Island yep. too much because we saw that happening and it's just like, oh, you're going to burn everyone here out yep, or you're right. going to be the, you know, like the house band for this venue. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, if you're on more, every more show, bit, yeah, yeah, if like if we were on every show at, you know, Village Pub South, people would just get fucking tired of us. It's like, oh, this fucking band again? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of like were smart as to how many times we played a certain area, but we played Albany a fuck ton, we played Massachusetts a lot, played Jersey a lot, just like stuff that we could drive to on a weekend and mm-hmm. do as many of those weekends as possible. So, so then that's it. So basically you go... You do these weekends and then you go back mm-hmm. to your regular life. Yeah. And then from there, like the, the following just keeps going and going. Thank you, the internet. You know, yeah, like, I was going to say, what do you attribute? Well, I mean, obviously, the internet mm-hmm. is the big medium and stuff, but like for touring and the, you know, a lot of the Northeast, obviously, because right. you're going on weekends and stuff to get the word out about your band so much mm-hmm. that you now you've charted with this last one. Like, mm-hmm. what, what? Like, how do you bring that all together? He, he said I, luck already. Yeah, I, th- I oh, think I'm it's sorry. like we, we kind of created like a, it's gotta like, be a more. like a false scarcity by not being able to play so much. Yeah. So, you know, um, we played FYA Fest in Florida a couple of years ago. So it's just like, hey, Florida and the surrounding four states, if you know, like you want to catch us, it's going to be the one time this year we're going to be mm-hmm. in your area. So like if you're thinking about maybe driving four hours to come to this now, you definitely are. You know, or if we're doing like a weekend in California, you know, which we tend to do play a couple of shows out there. It's just like, oh, you know, hey, West Coast, if you want to catch us, like this is the time we're going to be here and we're probably not going to be back till next year. You know, and as opposed to bands that like maybe tour nine months out of the year Mm -hmm. and we'll play California four times that year or we'll play, you know, like Baltimore four times that year. So like someone is just like, oh, well, I'm not going to go to the time that they play in March because I'm going to see them play in August when they come back. Of course. That's a credit to how solid your material is, too, you know what I mean? Because obviously that method wouldn't work with everybody, but the, the music, the oh. quality. And I think the live I mean? shows yeah. look really Absolutely. Like, yeah, it's an event. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but who, who, who are your peers then? Like, um, who, who are the bands that, that, that you feel like are your peers? I mean, the only one I can think of is, like, Backtrack? I, I don't know. I, like, I don't even, like, it's just weird. Like, I've never seen us in that way before. You know what I mean? Like that we were a big deal. 
I, I I'm just like I've always seen this as just like I'm just playing in this band with my friends, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like we're still playing like the you know like fucking ethical center you know in garden city or like a couple other places you know like it's just like it just always seems like that and then you look back on it it's just like oh there was like a really a lot of people there this is like insane like like because i just i for some reason i just don't see it that way i mean and do do you feel because because i i I don't know um but maybe you guys are just waving the long island hardcore flag pretty high above Mm -hmm. like you know like you guys are kind of You know, like the that next band doing <coughs> that, that sound. You know, because I like I don't really know. Like I said, I don't know that world, so I don't know what other bands are doing the same thing that you're doing. There's right? a lot of like younger bands that are coming up that are like doing like, it. Yeah, like, like who? um, like Hangman. Um, so the band Jab. Um, so the band The Fight. You know, like the, those are like that's like the next wave the next that's wave. coming up now. Like the younger kids. Um, so the band Limit. So like there are those are the ones that are like coming up next. Yeah. You know, and like kind of like following that line. Um, Sanctioned detriment. Those guys have been around for you know a couple of years now. We played a bunch of shows with them, um, and they're you know they're still moving in that direction too. So it's like it's there. Um, as far as like peers, I would you know like obviously backtrack this band Power Trip, uh, Code oh, Orange. Man, hold love on, Power hold Trip. on, hold on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I gotta say, whew, Power Trip. Love that band's Power fucking Trip. awesome. So sick. Great Brutal. guys too. We played a bunch of shows that, with them. That record. Shout out to Riley. Um, um, I'm not going to mention it now. Um, but yeah, that, um, that last record is like one of my favorite records yeah, of 2017. Absolutely. Yeah. It blew me away. There's, I, and they're they uh, so good live. It's like ridiculous. Uh, it's yeah. ridiculous. They like, they, 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 they toured with Lamb of God, I think. And like, they like fucking deserve it cause they are seriously kicking so much ass. Yeah. I yeah. missed them on the first record. And then I heard the second record, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "This is just a, an album full of mosh parts." Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> That's yeah. basically what There's it is. There's a great new wave of thrash coming out. Yep. It's, it's it's fantastic. Time. Well, that. That's my favorite like subgenre of metal. Yeah, we're, like, we're thank God we're it's... actually like super thrash fans. So yeah, we'll do yeah. like the Power Trip, and then oh, so you're like totally feeling Power Trip? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, scratching the itch, right? Everything mm-hmm. good Warbringer, that I grew the new up Warbringer on Warbringer is, is Toxic is Holocaust, Dust Bolt. Yeah, yeah. Like they're he's... bonded by blood. Do you guys listen so to Baptists? No. Oh, I should give them a listen. It's like the drummer from um, I'm not even writing Sumac, this down. but like they are really fucking good. Baptists. Baptists. I'm on that. Yeah. Like Spotify. Plural. Yeah. What about the new Havoc record? Did you finish with it yet? It's a little uh, different. I like it. Yeah. You know, I haven't listened to the new Municipal Waste. I got to get on that. But, I uh, was feeling th- the new Iron Reagan more than the new Mini- Iron Municipal. Iron Reagan. I love that. That's well. That's a sub. That's one of the guys from Singer, right? right? Singer, yeah, yeah. Singer, yep. But uh, yeah, I have so many bands that have come out. Like it seems like every week there's another one coming out on that mm-hmm. revival. I, I and I love it because it combines Fast everything. Was one. Black Fast is killer. Yeah. Uh, Bone Hunter is another really killer one. I heard. I like that name. I never heard of them. They're like kind of <laughs> like more like possessed. Like really. Is that the guy with the, uh, the the looks for the moms? The what's that? <laughs> the bone. Oh. The milk. Do you listen to a uh, gate gate creeper? <laughs> no, but I uh, saw they they just they they are good. check them out. They're good. Yeah, they yeah. are so good. Yeah, yeah. they just did yep. a show on, on Long Island. Yep. I think like yep. not too long ago. With him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. With you guys. Yeah. Carcosa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Play that Carcosa show. Oh, at Shakers? Yeah. Yep. We just and then we played with them in Sound and Fury the following week. Yeah. They uh Close Casket put out their um their recent vinyl. Okay, nice. I like. I, I'm gonna shout out my friend's band because I, I think it's there. Extinction I, AD. 
Well, Extinction, yes, obviously. We we all know Extinction AD. Yeah, but uh, my friend's band, uh, they used to be called What Doesn't Kill Me, or what, yeah. So now they're called Agony Kings. And just like, you know, when I heard Incendiary, they were like one of those bands that normally, I guess I'm not, like, I don't listen to as many of those bands, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess I should, but like watching them live, I'm just like, oh shit, man. Yeah. Like, Whatever this is, I'm with. So. Yeah. And he, luckily, he just happens to be my friend. So <laughs> anytime they play, I'm like, I can't wait to see you guys. So. Absolutely. Uh, Agony Kings. So. I'm going to get on that, too. But um, all right. So what do you think? Like, you guys just put out a record. Like, so what's the rest of the year for, like, Incendiary? Like, what do you guys want to do? Um, I mean, we're doing uh, – we have um, Sean oh, at, at Rev. Yeah, we, we're going to Japan in September. That's awesome. Uh, for a week. That's going to be... Have you ever been? No, never. So yeah. this is going to be like... Domo Arogato. Uh, Mr. Arogato. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Spaco. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like sales figures from there? They are like oh, tickets no, and not yet. So you know what you're looking at? Like that's, over a, there? That, that's like a... It's a good question. Yeah. How does that? No so, so how do you get a tour out there? Like, it's just because you guys are moving um, shit out there. Well, we like basically the way I, I, from what I believe, the way it works with with Japan is that you need to have like a release to tour on. So we kind of missed the boat when Cost of Living came out to go there because it's got to be like kind of new. Right. Um, but with this one, because like we've been in talks with people, um, th- this guy from uh band out there, Loyal to the Grave, they've played here a bunch. Um, he's the one who's bringing us over. So we've been talking with him for a while about coming there, and like this year was like finally the time awesome. that it like worked for both of us, you know, for us to go over there. So it's just like again, like, and how many shows are you playing there? Uh, I think we're playing five shows. Right. Yeah, and like the centerpiece of it is a uh, Blood Axe Fest, which is like a big, like heavy metal hardcore festival that happens there. Oh, that's awesome. Do you know who else is gonna play? Like maybe Anvil. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, I remember the name of the band. After the Burial is playing, which okay. I'm totally stoked on. Great. Love that band, um, and then uh, First Blood is headlining, and then there's a bunch of um, Japanese and I believe South Korean uh, hardcore bands that are playing. That's so sick. killer, yeah, yeah. It's gonna cool. be a, if, if it's Rock gonna be Bios really cool. have taught me anything, when you go there, you're gonna <laughs> it's gonna be huge. Girls are gonna like come around the van. You're not gonna be able to move the van. They're gonna, gonna draw like the pictures. Beatles. They're gonna give you gifts and shit. Not everybody that goes over there. I hear the Kit Kat stuff. game there is like absolutely crazy, so I'm trying to like fuck around some crazy candy. And <laughs> I thought I thought the Kit Kat was, was like, like two fingers like... in the ass. Whoa. I know. I'm like trying to think what sexual deviant thing this. No, Kit they got Kat like mean. green tea, red bean Kit Kats. They got like all these like crazy ass flavors of Kit Kats over oh, there. So I'm trying shit. to fuck around with that. I'm trying to go to like a temple for like a minute and just like chill out in silence. You are in a hardcore band. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> you know, like listen to <laughs> 108 nice. at a shrine somewhere, you know, do a head, what rip, a rip, rip a head, you put on your uh, favorite shelter record. Yeah. <laughs> I think you and I think you and I, I think me and Langan are stuck on the on the dirt book. That's what we're, we're trying. I know. To, we're, we're trying to impose our vision. Yeah, I got gotcha. yeah, you. Oh, you're gonna do the Kit Kat <laughs> thing? Right? Oh, I heard about yeah. that, son. Uh, <laughs> Alright, cool. Before Dan came in, I asked him to. Oh, you got polars. Oh yeah. Yo, yeah. yo, let me get yeah. one of them polis. Pull that polis, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna double fist, but have at it, bro. Two poles and pass. I a cold one with and the I, boys. I, I had to use the Vestron video koozie for something. I love yeah. it. Polar, polar seltzers. Yeah, man. Shout out to Polar, big yeah. Polar fan. No coconut though, huh? No. <laughs> you know what? I got. Oh, that go. was him. Yeah, that was me. And then Randy had to get it's it. It's fucking delicious. Is it? Yeah. So good. It's so good. Is 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 a Hispanic. Dude, like the coconuts, just like it's just in my DNA. Yeah. Like I fuck with coconuts so hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And that you toasted know? coconut puller is so good. Yeah, mm. I uh, fuck with toasted coconut. What about air fresheners in your car? Coconut. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> keep it real. Conditioner is coconut. Nice. Me too, son. <laughs> Boom. Nice. Right there. Nice. If I was on Gilligan's Island, yeah. I'd be like, I wouldn't even mind. Yeah, what would you uh, make a phone out of if you were on Gilligan's well, Island? The professor's got to be there, too. Uh. If, if I was on <laughs> Gilligan's Island and I had Spotify and coconuts. <laughs> that's it. You know, like, I don't know. That's it. Aside wow. from, like, getting sunburn on my dick, I'd be, you know. <laughs> well, you could keep your pants on. You could put a, or you yeah. could just put a po- yeah, you know, put said. a coconut would, over you it. You would have pants. Yeah. Ginger and Mariam would be right. like Sam. Put a coconut could on you, that some bitch. Please, but you have pants. Yeah. You can put them on. Now, now, we're, now we're just talking like. Yeah. Now, we're now we're just talking. Just, now we're just getting crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now we're just talking reckless. Right. Let's, let's, let's reel it in. Let's reel it in. <laughs> let's focus. Right. Back it um, up. It's always obnoxious when four people yell. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So before uh, Dan came in, I asked him to just give me like a list of. Um, his favorite movies, just for shits and giggles, since our top five is going to be very music-based, and obviously he's in a band. So we're, we're talking a lot of music. I really want to get into some movies. Plus, you said you went to... Yeah, I went to school for that. You went to film school. Uh, not film school. I went to Stony Brook. for uh, It was comparative literature with a focus on film. Oh, so. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get to the list. Yeah, let's just, yeah fuck what? it. Who gives a shit? I heard, uh, I heard uh, literature, which is not... That's all that reading shit. Not uh, very movie-like. Uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, everything's Shakespeare, you know. Uh, uh, anyway. Horatio. Uh, Speaking of Shakespeare, the only time I think of Shakespeare is when uh, I think of Tales from the Crypt, and they had that fucking, oh, no, that's Hamlet. Uh, he wrote Shakespeare, though, right? No, Shakespeare wrote Hamlet. <laughs> Damn. Come on, son. Uh, Shakespeare's sister by the Smiths, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I saw he had it at the ready. I was like, I love it. I'm ignorant as fuck. <laughs> I just told you I sold drugs for a very long time. So. Um, yeah, so l- let's hear. How'd you break down? Like a top five favorite movies? Um, well, I, I just made a huge just, fucking list. So I'm just going to tell you five movies that I probably like above all others. Yeah, let's let's and, that just, and then we could just be tangential. Is this in any particular maybe. order, this five? Mm, just so we know. Not No, this one is not. No, because okay. it, as soon as you read that, I'm, I'm going to read um, the top ten uh, shitty movies that somebody picked on on some website. So very contentious yes. list. It's well, made us all very angry. Very angry. So yeah. hopefully it's a hot this... button topic. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Number five, I'm Garbage Pail Kids. Right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I would. All right. So um, then this is no particular order, obviously. Okay. So one of these uh, top five, Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Great movie mm-hmm. for many many reasons. Um, this was like. The, the emergence of CGI as a player in American cinema as like a big deal Definitely. as something that was going to be like the crown jewel and fucking James Cameron knocks it out of this yep. park. He's like been like always been an innovator mm-hmm. and like he brought his fucking a game in T2 because like I'm I've, I'm not sure if T2 came out before or after Jurassic Park. Uh, before. Before. 1991. Okay, mm. so this was kind of like the first time like CGI and like practical effects were blended because there was like still like the the like the rubber dummy of the T1000 yep. getting shot. Right. You know, there was, you know, like Arnold had like the fucking prosthetics on him. Like the motorcycle chasing in the LA River, that's a real dude on a motorcycle and a real motherfucker in a fucking semi chasing him. You know, it wasn't green screen, like so it was like this perfect blending of special effects and practical effects that was like you don't see that anymore. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And and it was like the be- like once 
I remember being like a kid. It must have been twelve or thirteen, and like when I think when when uh, he gets shot in the head, the T one thousand. Oh, and he just rears back and it's oh, like, yeah. he's got the whole oh, and brutal. Or my favorite when when um. Arnold's got the fucking box of roses with the shotgun. Yes. Yeah. And he's so walking great. down that, that utility yep. hallway in the mall, and he goes, get down. Yes. And yeah. he just pulls his shotgun out, and I just remember like seeing like the Guns N' Roses video for You Could Be Mine. Could be and I'm just like, ah! And I'm like <laughs> nine, and I want to flip a table because I'm so pumped because that song kicks so much yep, ass. And he's yeah. just like, the right the shotgun spin, pow, just blowing the fuck out of the T-1000. Throws him up against the wall, and he lands with his face, and he just yep. turns around like, I was holy shit. I'm trying to find the picture that my friend sent me just recently of Danny Cooksey in that movie randomly. Danny mm. <laughs> um, and and you know, is that he, Budnick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so singer of Bad for Good, Bad man. for Good. Yeah, with bad fucking Brooks Wacker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. God. That's right. Yeah, I was on different strokes. Pr- produced yeah. by yep. st- produced by Steve Vai, right? Who wrote all the music? Yeah. Yep. God damn. Yep. <laughs> The audience. I, yep. was, I was. I was getting there. Yep. I, I wish I had the picture <laughs> because it's it's a picture of Danny Cooksey, <laughs> and it's his Megadeth right above. Oh, yes, I saw I that. Saw that. Yep. Oh yep. God, yep. that is great. Yep. And I was uh, like, Randall posted it to me. Your foster uh, parents so are dead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. There's it's like there's so many quotable lines. No. Um, Sarah Connor went from like scared pussy to I'm gonna beat the shit yeah, out of you yeah. in this movie. Very strong like T1000, yeah. so fucking scary because it's like half monster, half cyborg. You know, so it's just like great this, hair. This yeah. ominous thing just singer of filters, brother, relentlessly. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, Come on, like little Dan yeah. Tur plug right there for filter. <laughs> 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 Dan Tur even likes the shitty filter record. Yeah, oh my God. no one likes that record. <laughs> yep. Um, my friend was in Filter. I don't think he liked that. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But also for me, Terminator 2 has a prestigious honor of having probably the hardest scene in any action movie. It's when Arnold's driving the fucking pickup truck, T-1000, in the truck behind him, the 18-wheeler. They're heading towards the liquid steel factory. And Arnold says, drive. And he hops in the back, climbs on the hood of the 18-wheeler, holds onto the roof, Dumps the clip of the M4 right through the windshield into the T-1000 driving, who gets lit the fuck up. Punches through the windshield and jerks the wheel, intentionally crashing the 18-wheeler hard as a fucking coffin nail. I shit you not. Uh, You're selling this movie. I want to watch it (laughs) right now. Uh, I love your enthusiasm. You got me all amped, bro. It's it's, T-section right there, baby. It is. We're going to watch it after. Uh, We're going to move the drum set uh, out of the way. Just the menu. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Inside Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe's gonna make more wings. Uh, nice. <laughs> Joe's like, I'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that movie for me is right up there. That and Aliens. Yeah. Oh. It is. You know? Fucking one of the best. Action packed. It, it's better than the original, and the original yep. was great. Yep. Mm-hmm. A rare case where the sequel blows the original. Yep. Out of the Aliens. Uh, Aliens yep. too. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, like you yeah. said, the emergence of the CGI. Yeah. Put it in that because so much. How many? How much? Time was between those two uh, films. I think it was like T two and Jurassic Park. T one and T two. Oh, between T one and T two. Yeah, because yeah, they they were still using Ray Harryhausen effects with the with, with the T nine hundred. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not shitting right. on it, but they were still using like like Jason versus the Argonauts. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. special effects for the T nine hundred exoskeleton Clash in the, the f- in the, yeah. yeah. 
Shout out oh, to Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Shout um, out to Ham- Harry Hammer. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in, in Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, they had the fucking T-1000. Yeah. And you show me two people who didn't yeah. shit their pants when they saw that yeah. shit happen. Yeah. It, my, my favorite T-1000 moment is when he walks through the bars in the he jail. Gets caught. And, his, and his, he gets caught. Yeah. He's like... Yeah. And he just turns. Yeah. Or like the fucking hands in the elevator. Fuck and he opens yeah. his like... Shit on Shotgun me. God damn it. Nah. Yep. Nah, Sarah Connor yeah. at the end, after he pokes her through the shoulder... Call to him. Yeah. You know, and yeah. she's like cocking the shotgun one handed and blowing his ass away. That is fucking also a really hard scene in that movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, the movie's just like, it's just, it's, it's one perfect. of the best movies ever. What, it's hands so down. good. What you say about the emergence of the CGI too, and you're totally right. I yeah. didn't think about it that way as far as the first, you know, and also the emergence of Edward Furlong. That's oh, why yeah. I love Oh, yeah. Shout out so Eddie Furlong. The last <laughs> time he uh, looked. Pecker was better, though. <laughs> Pecker. Pecker was better. He was better than Pecker. Pecker. Not that movie. Uh, Not the movie. He but looks... I mean, like, and then just think of where CGI went. There would be no like Armageddon. You know, oh, there, yeah, there, yeah. Like all like, and then you know, again, Cameron reinventing the wheel with fucking uh, what was that shit with the blue cats doing dances with wolves? Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, blue cats. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that. Like you know, he steps it up a notch. Yeah. You know? No question. So like. No question. So like you know. The whole CGI as like the crown jewel of a movie kind of like was kickstarted by T two. Right. Did you ever pick up on who the uh, who the mother was the uh, the step parents? Did no. you ever realize who that was? No, Vasquez from Aliens. Oh shit! No. Wow. No. Didn't didn't recognize her without the body armor. Yeah. Dropping no. jewels, man. Dropping That's jewels. That. All right. You know that. All the obscure. All facts. pointless it's fucking awesome. information. I don't Pointless fucking information. But as someone who take that, that Google, that's my yeah. only life skill. So when you nah. leave, you know, lay it on me. I like took that, math I'm one impressed. three times in high school, but I could fucking you know. Listen, that shit impresses me <laughs> if it's worth anything. Okay. And Shania T- Twain had that fucking song, and don't impress me much, but impresses you, and that's all that matters. In T two, yes. Respect. For real? What Should the I fuck? Know? For real? <laughs> All right. Second, Lang. second, second <laughs> movie on this list. Yes. I could all talk right. about so, Shania all day. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk a mile about Shania. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So this movie I saw on a whim on like a weekday afternoon when I was visiting my friend in England while he was studying abroad. This guy's flossing on And us. he's like, my, my girlfriend, who he was dating some girl from he Ireland He just visits people in, in, in London. I fl- yeah, uh-huh. I, flew out, I flew out myself to Ireland for like two weeks to visit uh-huh. my friend George while awesome. I was out there. It was six. You know, you just go on a vacation by yourself sometimes. That Very shit is cool. mad tight. So we were we were um, we took a flight over to London. We were staying in hostels and walk around, and it was like we had nothing to do. It's like, oh, this movie is starting at one. It's like twelve forty five. We should get tickets and check this shit out. And it was like, all right. And he's like, yeah, my girl. My girl said it was good. That movie was City of God, which mm. was a Brazilian oh. gangster movie. Mm. Which that movie never was saw it. So good. Oh man. my god! Like it is. I remember seeing it and just feeling a feeling mm-hmm. like in my chest just the whole time, just like this like weird tension, but there was like funny parts and like you just go on this emotional ride, this whole movie as you see this story unfold about a real place where this actually fucking happens. And the characters in the movie are modeled after people who yeah. actually lived through this like brutal war between drug dealers and police the and the favelas of Rio de Janeiro. You really get to know these guys. Like right. you feel invested. From children they, to adults. Yeah. And like the story with the apartment, how it got passed yes. from that one woman to eventually Lil Zay. Like like everything in the movie just grabs a hold of you. It feels like you're watching the movie for two days. Yeah, you know, great. it's like it's it's just such an intense, powerful movie and it's just like 
your, the life expectancy of someone wasn't past the age of 20. Yeah. You know, and you see it play out and it's just like in it's like it's such a great story. And like I just remember like it hitting me so hard like and I tried to show it to as many people as yeah. I could when yeah. I came it's, back. It's 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 fantastic, man. Yeah. I just watched it randomly like maybe like a few years after it came out and I was just like my jaw dropped. I'm yeah. like it's a perfect film. It yes, really is. You get yeah. very invested, you know, and you, you root for the kid. Um, and, like, visually, the way it's put together, the it's, like, a visual narrative plus, like, a, like a narrator narrative. Like, there's so much. There's, like, so – the movie is just so dense with everything going on. Like, I just – it's just, like, you can't watch it every day, but you don't need to. You know what I mean? And And the people that have seen it, like, speak of it so much and, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people have seen it but the people I've that never been anyone that's seen it and, and didn't, didn't like it and didn't like it ever yep. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah no one was just like oh City God no that was alright yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay you it was okay it. I take it or leave it I know yeah. I got like halfway through I got bored turn it off <laughs> <laughs> I might pick it up later yeah. I, think I, I think I tweeted and, about and that I could yeah. be wrong but I think Netflix right now has a follow up of like um. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it yeah. To do with the film? It's, I think it's like um another. It's like a sequel to it. Yeah. Right? I, I haven't seen it. So I don't know. No, I haven't either. either. Yeah. But that's like kind of like a thing. Like it doesn't really matter to me if a sequel came out. Like I'm not interested in right. like deviating from just yeah. the one movie narrative. Yeah. There's know? certain things that I I don't care about. Like almost like Train Spotting Two is one of those coming up. Yeah. Anchorman uh, Two. I don't Salt, give a fuck. Salt Lake City SLC. Punk two. two. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, I didn't the first one was th- what it is. It was yeah. so good. We don't need another well, one. Well, you know, also what factors in is that so many years have passed. That's like maybe if it was like right after or a few years after, then it would make sense. Then you're gonna do something 15 years later, or like Train Spotting was like with mm. you were talking like a 20 year gap. Let me throw you for a loop though. Huh. How about a heavy metal parking lot too? Wouldn't you be curious to see where Zebra Man is right now? Unfortunately, I know where Zebra Man <laughs> he's is. He's passed. Don't tell me he's passed. <laughs> no. No. Where I know where Zebra Man where is. is. Where is he? Selden? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's at Amazing Skates right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, he actually fucking sucks. <laughs> Amazing Skates. Yeah. <laughs> um, he actually sucks. He grew up to be kind of like a like a douche, like kind of really? like somebody that's just. He probably doesn't even listen to metal anymore. Yeah. Zebra Man was the man. What a poser. I know. Yeah. That's what the show, we shift from City of God to, to Zebra, Zebra Man yeah. in zero to five. Uh, Fuck this Madonna shit. Fuck this pop goes shit. Goes to Mars, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> so. I doesn't even like Priest anymore. But anyway, yes, but back to your yeah. selection. All right, I so totally agree with you. That movie's fantastic. Third man. movie on the list. I must have seen this movie at least 100 times, if not 150 times. There was a year where I watched it every day with my brother. Wow. Over the summer. We wa- I probably, in that one summer, I watched it about, we watched it consecutively for about 60 to 75 nights. Um, I could pretty much recite the script of this movie from memory, starting from the very beginning. Again, it's another very quotable movie. It's a comedy movie. It is one of the few successful Saturday Night Live movies. It's a little film called Wayne's World. Mm. Oh, okay. And if you can't get down with Wayne's World, you dumb as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it, it is funny on so many levels. Um, it's early Mike Myers, pre-Austin Powers. So, And right. like the, 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 the comedy chemistry of him and Dana Carvey was still alive and well. 
from the Saturday Night Live years. Um, you know, again, it's a Saturday Night Live movie, one of the only ones that did well. I think or it I might think be the funny. only one. The only uh, one. Is there another Saturday Night Live movie? Yeah, there is. Blues um, Brothers. There's a couple. Blues uh, Brothers. You know? Th- that's a 50-50 yeah, thing because uh, I think they were doing Blues Brothers pre-Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. But I do believe that Blues <laughs> Brothers was, uh, was a good one. Um there was another one, but ain't I fucking think. its pad. I'll tell you that right no. now. And Cone, it's not Coneheads, la- not Ladies Man. Coneheads was was a legit movie. I don't yeah. think it Night did at the Roxbury. Well. Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Millay Walkie. Eh? <laughs> this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I got the whole yeah. script memorized. Yeah. But like Penelope Spears. Penelope Spears. Right? Yeah. Yep, Decline of yeah. Western Civilization. Yep. Same lady. Um, I, d- I went to go see it in theaters when they did the real release for the 25th anniversary with my brother, which nice. was, you know, pretty uh, cool. touching moment. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it, it's just like, again, it's like one of those movies that I enjoy every single time that it's on. And if it's on, you're not turning it off. Yeah. Nah. You know, and I haven't heard anyone that doesn't like the first Wayne's World. It's I even a- like the second one. Me too. I was going to ask you how you feel about the Love sequel. the second one. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's the only drum fill that I know. You know, that Bohemian Rhapsody. That car scene, really, I mean, in the history of comedic films, is one of the most iconic it's scenes it's huge. ever. Yeah. The, His the, history. The, the spike in popularity that Bohemian Rhapsody oh. got oh, when yeah. it came out Me. was insane. I definitely insane. had that soundtrack, too, for that yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. for sure. No. For one sure. of my favorite parts is the uh, when he's in the guitar shop with the Stairway to Heaven song. No, Stairway, denied. <laughs> yeah. There's like so many. There's so many great parts of that movie. Like the part when the plane's flying overhead, and he says, "Did you find uh, Bugs Bunny attractive when he would dress up and play a girl bunny?" Yeah. And Mike Myers says no and laughs oh, yeah. so hard, yep. and then he says no again. Yep. That laugh was a genuine laugh. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. They, I'm sure they, that, that like, wasn't scripted. But they scripted. kept it. They kept yeah. it in because yeah. he said no and started laughing, and yep. then he stopped laughing and said no because mm-hmm. he thought they were going to cut around it. Yeah. Um. But like that's a genuine like like Dana Carvey just came out with that at a left field. Yeah. And he like Mike Myers lost it, and that was like the openness that was attributed, you know, to this movie. I I think it's like a it's, as far as comedies go, it's very very good. Chris Farley was great too in that little role. Yeah, yeah. like a little yeah. bit part. Yeah. There were yeah. so many people with yeah. good little bit parts. I you still know? love the if you're gonna spew spew. This and, the this? Fu- and the fucking cup yeah. is like tiny, <laughs> tiny. The, you know? the, the also, counting down from yeah, five. Yeah. You didn't say two or one. Yeah, you just don't. Okay. <laughs> also, uh, the Dixie cup, like you said, yeah. the only time I've ever seen that was mall rats. Is like, can you mm. fill this up? No oh, ice. that's true. <laughs> yeah, cup, no ice. <laughs> yep. Which is another fucking great movie. Oh, that's, for sure. That's my yeah. favorite Kevin Smith movie. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Clerks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 It doesn't really hold up well for me when I Clerks or mall rats. Mall rats. When I rewatched it. Yeah. I still think Trish the Dish is hot, though. There you go. The Jay and Silent Bob parts, I think I could just edit around that, because mm. I still uh, Jay was really funny then. No. But, but uh, yeah, Wayne, Wayne's World definitely. And like I said, there was a point where I, I, I like I said, I could recite the the script from the movie from memory. Mm. So it's like, um, you know, it's just one of those always good ones. I like it. Number yeah. four. Yep. Man, serious about his list. Y'all ready? Like I yeah. like how he sells it first before he drops yeah. the title. Because oh, yeah. I right. get very excited. Yeah. I'm, awesome. I'm like ready to go to eBay to buy it on DVD. Just <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> Sell the sizzle, not the steak. You know. What I mean? <laughs> All right. So th- there's there's two movies that I have in my fourth spot because I you know like I feel that they both uh, require um, the same amount of respect. Um, first one, uh, in keeping with the Terminator Two, like special effects, whatever kind of vibe um this one in the late 90s early 2000s also brought a lot of special effects uh gusto 
um, and kind of marked the resurgence of a certain actor named Keanu Reeves. That movie is The Matrix. Mm. Um, I remember I saw that in theaters twice. I went like twice in the same week just because I was like so stoked when it came out. Like the bullet time, the dodging the bullets, like the whole karate scene. Like, like there's so much to The Matrix that is just unreal sick and just gets you stoked. Like when Trinity does like the hang in the air, like the... And just like, and then the camera turns and then she kicks the dude through the wall. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. The lobby scene, you know, when he, they put the fucking, the, the bags with all the guns on the things and he pulls open his jacket and the cop goes, holy shit. It's like, <laughs> and he just like does that palm strike and sends him flying. And then he's just like cross-armed with the M5. It's like, gra, gra, gra. it's like, it's so It, it was sick. like the, one of the first times that I saw stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, didn't see that before. It was like visually they did stuff that made me and I saw it around the same time that I saw The Phantom Menace mm. I didn't even remember The Phantom Menace after mm. watching The Matrix, the Matrix. So I was like it's like they Star took, they took, they took yeah. stuff that John Woo was doing yes. with like the yeah, killer yeah. and stuff like that and then just like just like slammed a bunch of seed, like slammed it through a computer and Americanized yeah. it and it was like it, it was like so sick and like the like the whole like wake up you know like you've been asleep the whole time like a line that i recite from that all the time when neo first gets unplugged is like my eyes hurt and then morpheus goes it's because you've never used them before and it's just like like the literal sense yes his eyes have never been opened because he's just been in that like human charging pod his whole life so he's never actually used his eyes so he's getting acclimated to using an organ that he's never used before but at the same time the metaphoric sense you know, like my eyes hurt. You've never, you've never opened them before. You haven't been awake before. You've been asleep in the matrix your whole life, and this is the first time you're actually awake, and that's why it hurts. You know, so it's like the emotional pain of like, man, the sky is scorched. Robots have taken over. Life mm-hmm. sucks, but we're fighting to live. You know, like it hurts because you've ne- eyes never been open before. But also in the literal sense, his eyes hurt because they've never been open before. Wow. Damn. Damn. So like, shout out to Larry Power Fishburne. of positivity, man. <laughs> shout out to Larry Fishburne for letting everyone use his face for a meme. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for real. And that speech that Agent Smith gives to Morpheus when he's interrogating him. The human race is a disease. I smell it. He it's was great. My, yeah, oh, Hugo Weaving? Yeah. Talk about Hugo a guy Weaving. who fucking killed <laughs> Great it. name. I'm Googling that name because I'm <laughs> sure you made that up. No, that's that dude, man. Hugo Agent Weaving? Smith, Hugo Weaving. He was in Lord of the Rings and The Matrix, two yeah. of the biggest threequels in the fucking that was the 2000s. Name of my first pop punk band. Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving? <laughs> nice. Or threequel. Um, <laughs> we're, a thri- we're a thrice cover band called Threequel. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Thrice for putting Shout out a good record Thrice. last year. Artist yeah. in the ambulance. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so Hugo Weaving into the biggest like three-part series of the 2000s. Lord of the Rings, he's going to be making money off of that until he's dead and buried, and the fucking Matrix. You know, I mean, people try to forget about Matrix 2 and 3. I think they're pretty tight. I don't think they're that bad. Mm. But like the first Matrix, when he's talking to Morpheus, he's like, the, the human race is a virus. I have to get out of here. I need. I can't stand this. It's true. The human race is a virus. You know, like we just occupy territory and multiply until we destroy all the resources of the area and then just move on to the next. And we don't want to get rid of ourselves because we're all so fucking important. But like human race is a fucking virus. You know? So if you, hear, if you hear what he's saying, he's saying kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> Red River Atari Podcast. Teenage Riot. <laughs> Out. <laughs> Atari it could be our new sign off. I really know how old you are. It could be a new sign off. <laughs> uh, 
Yo, Amazing Skates. Amazing yeah. Skates. Yo, shout out Fuddruckers because they don't punch <laughs> your ticket. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't punch your ticket so you can keep Yo, going back and getting cookies all night long. Yeah. Shout out to everything <laughs> in that corner in Selden that, that every business Shout out dies. Independence Plaza. <laughs> I used to play Ultimate Frisbee in Bob's parking lot every Monday for like six years. <laughs> shout out to anyone who worked at Be- uh, Blockbuster there, uh, too. Shout out to anyone at Blockbuster. I stole Death Race 2000 with David Carradine and Sylvester Stallone D section right there. from yeah. Blockbuster because I wanted to buy it from them. And I was like, yo, lady, how much can I buy this for? And like, well, we don't really sell the DVDs. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, but if you rent it and don't bring it back, I have to just charge you $15. So she was like low-key telling oh, me, shit. like, just take it and shout don't bring it back. Yeah. Yo, shout out to the lady at Blockbuster who helped nice. me steal slash buy Death Race 2000. Yo, she's ride or die. Yo, not all heroes wear cakes. <laughs> Some of them wear a Blockbuster shirt. <laughs> she, she would bake you a cake with a file in it. She does. Real. <laughs> yeah. Definitely would. Yeah. She's bringing out the joint. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, she hold the toaster after you know John Key was after your ass. You know, what I mean? yeah, she can't hold the shank for you. Seriously. All right. So uh, the other one in my fourth favorite movie. I think I know where you're gonna go, and and if you get it right. Well, I'm did just... you see my book? Because I wrote it. Nah, you right. can't, I, I can barely see who's sitting next to me. <laughs> I also write like an epileptic doctor, so you might not be able to read. Your like eyes that. have never been opened. <laughs> All right, so if I said The Matrix, what else is on par? I thought you were going to say um, Scout. Uh, no, not Scout's Guide. That's a great movie, too, though. Um, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, no. You know, I like that movie, yeah. but it, I, it didn't, It you know, it wasn't like you didn't just, like, grab me by the balls. Like, oh, this is a pretty chill movie. It's like a video game. It's yeah. pretty funny. But, like, I never really, like, put it up there. You know what I mean? Right, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> it has to grab him by the balls. It's got to yeah. grab me by the goddamn balls. By the Jenny. Right by the Jenny. This movie grabbed my genitalia nice. so hard for two episodes of this movie. But technically, they're considered one film. Oh, I think I know where we're going then. It's um, it's 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 by a, a very, a very um, oh man, what's the word? A celebrated director for his auteur style. Um, and I think this it basically hit every it checked off every box that i had for an action movie for me growing up personally um everything about it was executed flawlessly and i saw this movie in a movie theater in um shout out to uma thurman's feet goddamn right mm, get those piggies wiggling um, what, I co- saw- what country did you see this movie <laughs> <laughs> uh, i saw it in a country called hampstead <laughs> <laughs> I went with my friend George and uh, a couple of other people, and we went to the movie theater by Roosevelt Field, and I saw it like kind of in the hood. And like, there is no other place to see a kung fu movie than the hood. I'm yeah. sorry, do it at least once because you will be high fiving and giving pounds and hugs to everyone around you, like it's I a like church it. meeting. And the movie is Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Nice. Okay. And if you don't fuck with this movie, fucking delete me on social media That's right it. now. Oh because shit! This movie, Shots fired. It, 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 like like it everything uploads. about this movie is amazing from the. <laughs> Like that is so fucking sick, and like the Shaw Brothers intro, like every like the classic samurai revenge story, the pussy like, wagon. Oh my god! Like this is me and my most masochistic, and like blowing her fucking brains. Like everything about it, like mm-hmm. with the chapters and the music, 
and like like the freaking one inch punch. Yes. Tell me you didn't do that shit after seeing that. Just like, oh, I'm gonna fucking one inch punch all fucking day. Well, you know? <laughs> You're doing it against your steering wheel, you know, like. And 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 it, just that fear of being buried. Yeah, like buried so alive. You you feel it. You like, feel it you when you really see it. You really feel too. it. You're yeah. like yeah. sitting there. She's going through the story. Like um, the 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 fight with her and um, was it what the Daryl Hannah? It? No, 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 no. Lucy Liu. No, the the, the girl um, with the one? ball that. No, that not thing, not because I was um, all about yeah. that chick. That, the, well, that the, that, the crazy eighty eight fight was sick, but the like not Foxy Brown. What the hell was Vivica her name? A Fox? Yeah, Vivica yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She the was fight the first with her one. and Vivica yeah. Fox. So good because the cereal box says yes. "kablam" and she pulls a gun out and shoots her. Yes, that is fucking perfect. Attention to detail. You know, yep. it's like dog got in here and acted a fool. You know, and they're covered in blood and broken glass. And I was like. I kind of get this, you know, like yeah. and like the knife fight and like just like the mutual respect between the fighters. He's brilliant, you know, like it's yeah. it's that Guy's Kill brilliant. Bill one and two is so perfectly executed. Yeah, and if you like look back, like um every single and it's funny that he did Hateful Eight, which was a western, because most spaghetti oh, western, most spaghetti western actually like ninety percent of spaghetti westerns are based off of um. Akira Kurosawa movies, like samurai mm-hmm. movies, like Magnificent Seven is seven samurai. You know, fistful of dollars, a fistful of yen. They're like, they're exact ripoffs of one. What another. do you think of of, of what? Because um, I'm pretty sure, like, there was a thing, the thing influence on fucking Hateful Eight. I think he mentioned it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. A, it's like the paranoia as to like who is. Yeah, the accusatory paranoia kind well, of. Well, he'll cherry pick a lot of elements from different style films right. and roll them all into this Tarantino thing, like little things, like the the, the Daryl Hannah character. I know with the with the eye patch was based on a thriller. They call her one yep. eye. Yeah, one yep. of the greatest grindhouse flicks ever. Also, in Pulp Fiction, that um, Mia Wallace tells that story. Oh, about yeah, the Fox, Fox Force, Force Five. Five. All of them, man. yeah, and that, yeah. and that, and that's them. That's yeah. I love it's like, that. My I love ass that should have been called Black Mamba. Man. You know, like, yeah. like, yeah. There's like so many good parts. And the part with like Pai Mei when she's training and he like stands on her sword, which is a definite call out to Crouching Tiger, which like is an honorable mention on this list. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Crouching Tiger and like almost being brought to tears in the theater. It's like this is a fucking beautiful movie. This is yeah. a work of art that I'm seeing in front of me. You know, like one of Chow Yun Fat's like last period pieces. You know, like. It, it was just, like, so, so excellently done. Um, but, like, everything about Kill Bill, like, hit every single nerve. You know, the fight with the Crazy 88 where it goes black and white, and she's, like, yeah. breakdancing and cutting off that limbs and blood bomb, everywhere. Like, it, it it's, just, it's just, like, it's just so perfectly done. I couldn't, I couldn't what do you think? It. What do you think his worst movie was? Because oh. I love them all. Um, or your least favorite. Planet, Planet Terror. You know, like I love. Well, I well, he didn't do I, that one. I, yeah, I mean, he that was like death half proof, and half. Yeah, yeah. Oh, death, yeah. I like that. At a grindhouse, Death Proof is much better than Planet Terror. Wow. Yeah, hundred percent. You tripping? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's over here caught the vapors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just well, menopause. Feel, I'm number shit. five. <laughs> 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 Holy shit! Oh man. All right, so I, yeah, I guess we move on then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kill Bill one and two, mad tight. We'll, we'll just we'll leave everything else for another time. <laughs> yeah. I listen, you want to shit on Planet Terror? It's, I mean, that's hey. that shit's that's one of the my favorite movies. Great. Movies. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, also to like coincide in this still kind of like you know like um, Sorry, karate, karate ass <laughs> movie kind of like. 
um, honorable mention goes to Ricky O, Story of Ricky, and Legend of Drunken Master. Okay. Um, nice. Ricky O, Story Ricky of Ricky, you might remember I from when Craig movie. Kilborn hosted The Daily Show and had the moment of Zen and had oh, the guy crushing his head. Yes. Um, so like that show was great. It is. It is it like, and I believe we're going to get to this eventually. The fifty best worst movies, yeah. which is a total sham and bullshit. Fuck you, whoever wrote that. We're gonna. We're gonna. We might touch on that, it, but yeah. Ricky O is one of those awesome bad movies yeah. and was uh, unceremoniously left off this list. There's a part because there it takes place in a jail. Okay, and so there's all this like fighting going on, super gore, and then at the end, Riccio punches through the prison wall and says, "You're all free now." So all these extortionists, murderers, rapists, child pedophiles, um, tax evaders, uh, abusers, people who didn't pay their child support, anyone who would be in jail for any reason, just goes free. Just goes free because what Riccio said. So oh yeah, because there's a couple bad guys and I beat them all. So now we could all go home. It's like yeah, J- Riccio, you were fucking innocent, but there's like a guy over there who wore a kid's head as a hat. You clearly haven't thought this through, Riccio. Not no. even close. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, so shout out to Riccio. That sounds then, like he should have made like dance music. Was no. he like related to like Johnnyo or those different I, family? I remember the first time I and I. I saw it after the Daily Show. Me the too. Whole thing. Me too. And I bought on VHS. Happened, yeah. I didn't know it was the, from that movie. Mm. So it was happening. I was so excited. It's like when you hear like a sample in a movie from some song, like yep. some skinny puppy song you like yeah. in the eighties. <laughs> or me or, anyway. Or I'm like, oh shit, that's where that's from. Yeah. Or you realize the funky drummer by James Brown is everything, and you're like, it's oh, like every hip hop song. I'll tell made. you this. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Actually, <laughs> yes. When uh, Cage. Was it Cage? No, it was, yeah, Leak Brothers. It was Cage and Tame One. They had some uh, a song from uh, <clears throat> The Suicide Club. I had no idea on this Leak Brothers record. Then I was watching the movie, and same thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm like watching, like, holy shit. I know yep. this. Is, or oh, yeah. when you realize um, the samples in the Pantera cover of The Badge on the Crow soundtrack is from Taxi Driver. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dude, what about the, what about the first? Suck on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what about the tension record when it was yeah. fucking Day of the Dead samples? I was like, oh, these the guys get it, man. I texted Joe. You know? Things yeah. to sample. It's a perfect oh. like, entrance to that film. I love it. I texted Joe today to get his list, but he's camping. Is oh. I? Uh-huh. Mm. All right. So, and then the other one that I said, Legend of Drunken Master. Not the OG Jackie Chan one, but like the 90s one. Mm-hmm. Such a tight movie. So sick. So sick. Uh, new Jackie Chan movie coming out looks Unreal good. I think Jackie Chan is the great, the greatest action star of our age. Do you like Operation Condor? Absolutely. Yeah. I love Project A. I love Police I like Story. I love Super Cop. I love Super Cop Two. I love Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. Mister you... Nice Guy is even good. I saw Mister Nice Guy in theaters back in '94. Did I you talk all day about Jackie? <laughs> did you Did you enjoy or or watch our two favorite? Action movies of all time. Just Bad Boys Two. Thinking about the that. Raid and Raid Two. Oh yes, Raid. Oh my god, I still need to fucking they, see those. They ruined the, action movies. They, they I still really, need to see those. That's why you can't when, like, watch anything. Like John Wick came out, and I'm like, that's cool. It no, was I mean, good. Hold on, you can't shit on John. John Wick. I'm not shitting on so John Wick. Sick. I'm saying for the people who have never seen Raid and no, Raid I feel Two, you. I feel you. it destroyed every. It even destroyed my childhood action movies. Like I just couldn't go back. That's how much. Can't watch Ad for Justice anymore. Great fucking movie. Hard to kill. Maybe the. Third mixing and act, mixing the action. Oh, frantic! Del- oh, that's Delta a bad Force one. Too. But besides hey, that, hey. besides <laughs> that, the raid one and two. As a Colombian guy, I love Delta Force too because yeah. it said the Colombian connection. I'm like, <laughs> yep, I'm no, I still love all those films, but as far as modern action, and I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I watch a lot of action's not 
the genre at my oh, top of the list, opposed to like horror or documentaries, even. But uh, when you hit you hit me to go watch Raid and Raid Two, and I was like, my jaw was just fucking on. If the you ground haven't watched the, like the '90s Legend of Drunken Master, with I, Jackie I saw Chan the original, recently. but I haven't. I'm oh, gonna watch that though, based is, on your recommendation. It, there's the, they, he yeah. fights a dude under a train car, and the guy has a spear, and he's like, like parrying yeah. with his foot. Underneath a train, his moves are brilliant. I so no question crazy. Like Rumble in the Bronx was so sick. Yeah, but like I love the movie except the background. So I'm like, what the fuck did they shoot this shit? <laughs> New Van- it was he Vancouver. Was- I thought. Oh, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, they right. can't make Vancouver look like the fucking Bronx. Get eh. the fuck out of here. Six one half dozen oh. the other. Nah, <laughs> who's keeping right. score? You know? right. Yeah, but. Um, as like his action scenes, are, I mean, oh. he's an artist. Yeah, you know? like and you know, inspired by like Buster Keaton, which is yeah, so crazy, yeah, so crazy. Yep. Ja- I mean, Jackie Chan, like I said, the greatest action star of our time. Yep. Um, okay, so fifth movie. Okay, so this one is a third in a movie franchise. I don't really consider the fourth part of it. Just the first three are great. Missing in action. Nice. Close. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the first one was amazing. The second one, a lot of people shit on. I have a special place in my heart for it because I watched it a lot when I was younger. But for me, the third one is a much better installment, a lot more going on, a much better story, um, very quotable. That movie is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, wow. I mean, there's, it's, just, it's, it's a great movie. It's a great action movie. You know, like it, I don't think there's a single boring part in it. Um, the, it's, like, it's got this like really good feel throughout the whole thing where you're kind of like immersed in what's going on and everything has that reddish brown like clay copper mm-hmm. kind of like tone to it you know sean connery is amazing in this movie oh yeah Indiana jones father. Yep. you know the the storyline is great um from the beginning to the end and I, I just don't really think it misses a note a lot of people shit on temple of doom Personally, I love Temple of Doom. Great movie. Oh, fuck somebody's heart a out. Of, yeah. Yo, a lot of people shit on Temple of Doom. Yeah. I'm not even lying. It's because of the kid. Yeah, because of the fuck kid. Fucking short and round, man. Try, yeah. I He's going to be at Monster Mania, yo. Get your autograph book ready. I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not the same kid from Goonies, is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, here's the, Okay, funny story. <laughs> when I was younger, I had Temple of Doom and Goonies on the same VHS tape because nice. they came on back-to-back from oh, HBO. My grandpa taped them for me. And because uh, he knew I like Goonies, but he kept the tape rolling, and Temple of Doom was right after Goonies. So you like, got to go to Monster Mania and tell yeah, him that man. story. Let's do like, it. Yeah, uh, okay, thir- thirty bucks. Yeah, I'll fuck fucking it sign it yeah. uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give any any honorables some some shine? Oh, so many honorable mentions. All right, let me just. I'll just run down real quick. I won't <laughs> talk at length. Um, American History X. Saw that in theaters. Talk about a powerful movie that Brilliant. punches you in the chest. That movie is great. No question. Um, Hero, Jet Li, one of his last mm. period pieces mm-hmm. before I think once uh, before um, Fearless, which was another great Jet Li movie. But Hero, so good. And then like with the reveal, like I was trained to get ten steps away from you so I could kill you and all the fucking arrows. Tight fucking Jet Li movie. Um, movie Akira. As far as anime goes, I feel like that's what brought it to the forefront in America, where it was kind of like a subculture thing, and this kind of like that was made the people first notice, one I ever saw. right? Kind yeah. of like paved the way for like Princess Mononoke, My Neighbor Totoro, like all those like those. I forget what that guy's name is, um, but all of his films that came out after that, Spirited Away, etc. Um, Twelve Monkeys. Um, Oof, good one. That is Terry, a, Gilliam. Terry Gilliam. Yep. Yeah. Bar- Baron Munchausen. Oh, nice. Movies, real type movie. Yeah. Brazil. 
Like Terry Gilliam is like this really auteur style director, yep. and I think uh, Twelve Monkeys is it's like right up there with Baron Munchausen as far as like craziness. Because then it's just like, well, if he killed him in the airport, why did he go back in time? Yeah. You know, like you can't understand time travel because shit changes in the past, which means the future never happened, and it's crazy. So that's Twelve Monkeys. Shout <laughs> out to Time Bandits too. <laughs> oh, Yo, great you know what I was gonna watch what? two days ago? Time Bandits. Yeah, love oh, that movie. Shit. Oh, about yeah. that movie. Uh, and I know you guys like Ice Pirates. Big fan of Ice Pirates. I just Pirates. watched that shit God last weekend, right. yo. Space Herpes. Yeah, yeah. so good. So um, good. It's in the ice. Shout section. out yeah. to Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> that movie will always be hysterical. Always. Always be hysterical. Shout Harry, out to Karen Duffy. Still yo, being hot. Beat me yep. to it. Yeah. So hot. Blank check, man. Harry, your hands are freezing. He's <laughs> low-key best joke in that movie because it's just like, you had extra gloves this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the Rockies. And then he's strangling them. And he's like, Harry, yeah. your hands are freezing. Like, you can't understand. And why his hands are cold, and it's so goddamn yeah. funny. Yep. So shout out to Dumb I like that when they're wearing the Conan the Barbarian boots. Or oh like my god! Yeah. Like, there you go. No. There you yeah. go. See that one? That's a sports car. Might want to hold on yeah. to that. IRU is just as good as cash. Um, <laughs> South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Mm. I saw that movie three times in theaters. So so funny. And it was like the first time the South Park guys were really allowed to like yep. let loose. Like they had um, Cannibal the Musical, but that was way before South Park came out, and even that was like kind of tamed by South Park standards. Mm-hmm. But this was the first time they were like had a large format, like rated R, just fucking go for it. You know, it's just like where is your pussy god now? Like the mole is so good, like the whole like everything, like it's just so well orchestrated as a comedy. And like I think the logical step from the small screen to the big screen for South Park and Trey Parker and Matt Stone as writers, because then you had Basketball that came after that, which was mm. also hysterical. Orgasmo, orgasmo. You know, so they were like kind of like cutting their teeth and developing their chops. And I think like South Park, like that first movie was just them, just like, yo, what's up? No. And it was. So goddamn good. Um, Battle for Algiers, which I was, you know, yeah. talking to you about earlier. Yes. Um, like a 1940s, like, um, it's about uh, the French occupation of Morocco and, like, just like police brutality and, like, it holds up through generations because you see the same thing happening over and over and over again with, like, this, like, overly police state, like, a closely watched public, you know, like, people getting, like, profiled and shit like that. And then eventually it comes to a boiling point where they just, like, fuck it, we're going to do some hood shit. And so, like, you have, like, all the, like, it's just, like, it's such a sick movie. Um, it's, like, old, but don't be turned off because it's black and white. Like, watch it. There's a message there. It's like watching a Rage Against the Machine video for two hours. It's so sick. I'm on that, man. Yeah. I'm going to watch Solid it. movie. Uh, 2001, Space Odyssey. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, I'm a big Kubrick fan, and 2001 or, with, like, this rotating space station and, like, just, like, It's the one of the best-looking movies I've ever seen it's in my just, life. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like I said, it's like a piece watch of modern Watch the Blu-ray, art. too. It's beautiful. Um, mm. And just, like, the whole concept. I mean, you, you see that movie was made, like, what, 30, 40 years ago? Yeah. And, like, right now we're dealing with, like, contemplating morality of AI. And this movie talked about it that long ago. It's like oh. William Gibson books. If you ever read any of his stuff, he was like the guy that coined the phrase. Sam, you ever read any of those? But just like that glimpse into the future that like kind of like maybe sparked, you know, like the ideas of like a Ray Kurzweil, you know, like a guy who was like a futurist who's like, you know, like on the forefront of cutting edge technology with like nanomachines and AI and shit like that. Did you like Ex Machina? I didn't see it, but yeah. I have a fire six. So I could just like watch it this weekend or some shit. But oh, like, yo, definitely. that's how you pronounce that shit. I X thought it was yeah. Machina. Well, no, like the like the police white, record. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one yet, X but Machina. I heard it's good though. 
Makai. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it for my honorable mentions. But I mean, I could go nice. on all day talking nah, about that, chill nah. movies. Wow. Man, that's you, that's you, a good list, dude. You, you were thorough. You, you sold it too. Yeah. You were, Sometimes you ask people to come in here and give you a list. You know, they they uh. Number one, <laughs> Bull Durham. <laughs> <laughs> That's my no wait. That's my, my favorite. My, Long Island Hardcore. My, my favorite really. sports yeah, movie. <laughs> toss up between Slapshot and Any Given Sunday. There you go. Like if you can't get down with Slapshot, the movie's so fucking no. good. And Any Given Sunday. Uh, um, that was a Scorsese movie. Yep. Right? Yeah. So no. so no. The no Oliver Stone. Oliver, Oliver Stone. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Wrong enigmatic uh, director. But Any Given Sunday, I think, is one of the best sports movies. Yeah. Because it's like it's like re- it's like. It seems real, but yeah. it's still got that Oliver Stoneish feel, like a Natural Born Killers type yep. of feel. Right, love that one. Mad tight. Oh, wow. Natural Born Killers, sick so movie. Good. Talk about like this is another thing. It doesn't too. hold up, I think. Well, it's dated, but it's still. It looks sick. like such a nineties music. It's like video. The Crow, you know, like The Crow is dated, the crow I but it's still again sick. Recently. That still love it, up and, for that, sure. and that's like coming no. from the era of movies with soundtracks, which doesn't happen no. anymore. Baby you know? driver. Yo, shout out to uh, Columbia House for trying to extort me out of mad money when I was a minor signing into a contract with they ass like 12 CDs for a penny. Come on, I'm 16 years old. I don't got a credit card. <laughs> you, fuck with me? you know what's funny? Still after you? <laughs> no, 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 no. We canceled that. On the run. Uh, yeah, um, but, but yo, I, shout out Columbia House. I would actually pay. Because you would pay for the one CD. And then they you... send you shit automatically and send you an invoice. Like, they crooks, man. Yeah. For real. I mean, I would just pay. Uh, and if I didn't like the CD, I would just send, send it, it back. back. Yeah. yeah, but then they got you for life. Yeah, well, hey. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's, I have, like, boxes of CDs, you know. The last thing that we're going to talk about today is, uh, as usual, our top five. And today, as per our guest, we're going to talk about our top five Long Island hardcore <laughs> full lengths of all time so um joe Ciotto is in the back over there somewhere sitting so i'm going to switch places with him because this guy has uh lived and breathed long island hardcore and i figure why not his list is probably way more detailed and better than mine um so i i, I want to switch spots with him and i'm just going to listen and uh, you guys could talk so so i mean probably what we all have on and again it, this isn't in any particular order. Um, it's just, you know, my my five uh, favorite Long Island records. Um, VOD Green album. I mean, is that pretty much across the board or not really? No, it's not across. I used that for, I think, debut full length I think, oh, two okay. episodes ago. Or no, um, maybe last episode with Mark, I think I used that that for. I just feel it's yeah. like you were into the scene in yeah. the 90s. And I, I love it, but I already it, I feel like I used, used it, already, it already, so I have to. No, I feel you. Yeah. Um, it. it Came in the mail with free samples of Tide. Like everyone, that's had awesome. This. Um, it was it, it was just it was just like one of those. And like I said earlier, with like my first hardcore show experience, like it was just like a pivotal record for me in my like musical development years. Um, so like that, and then from there I discovered the rest of their discography. I mean, I even love Blissed Devastation. I know a lot of people don't like it, and a lot of people you know give that record shit. I think it's great. I just think. If it, if it was released under a different band name, it would have been received differently. Mm. But because VOD put it out and people weren't ready for them to change, a lot of people hate on it. But I think sonically, it's like a wall sound, like Cave and Jupiter. And people Great hated, album. And, and people hated yeah. Cave and Jupiter, yeah. you know, because they went from Until Your Heart Stops yeah. to that. So it was this, it was the same fucking boat as that yeah. record. People giving it unjust hate. Yep. Um, is that I mean, well, so that's your five? Yeah, we usually yeah. go around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was about Mark to do George. Yeah, how's that doing? 
Got to do them to stop, yeah. you know. Give me uh, the lemur. That's you got it. Rules. Uh, number five, I did Sons of Abraham, Termites, and a Smile. Woo. Uh, Shout out to I, Neil. I think, I think all my, I think my entire top five re- revolves around drumming. What a surprise! Mm. Um, and this kid had feet for days. Hell you know, yeah, rest in peace, Stefan. Hell that yeah. was that was fucking horrible when that happened. Mm. Um, I remember I uh, I bought this when Glastro played. They played Hofstra. And, uh, you know, Justin Beck sold it to me, and he was just like, oh, you know this band? I'm like, yeah, dude, I fucking love Sons of Abraham. I think they had played, like, eight shows at that point, like nothing. And uh, I remember I heard it originally um, through a friend who went to college with uh, with Todd Weinstock, mm. went to college at, I think, Stony Brook, actually. And I don't know if they dormed there together or what, but he had a bootleg before it was out, and I fucking remember hearing that bootleg, and I'm like, "This is the fucking greatest shit I have ever fucking heard." Absolutely. Um, so I loved it from from day one. So. Band rips. Yeah, that's my that's my number five. Uh, Make sure you speak into the. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. the <laughs> hey, is this thing on? Yes. Hey. <laughs> I went with uh, movie life. It's go time. Mm. Uh, I was at their second show when I first started going to shows back then, and it was uh, it was just different, you know. Like, I was so inspired by, like, that raw, aggressive energy of all, like, the more, like, tough guy bands, like, Tension, Everybody Gets Hurt, and all that Dr. Shea-style stuff that I was, like, brought into. And then it was like, wait, things can get a little bit more melodic, a little bit more musical, yet still have that same message. And it was just, like, cool. Like, if I wanted to start a band, I think I wanted to sound like that or something similar to that. And it was just like, you know. A lot of people go back and forth. I mean, me and Dan are over here, part of a drum forum with like a whole bunch of people that chat. And they, you yep. know, the I think the running thing today was, you know, is this band considered hardcore? Is this hardcore? And I, right. you know, I don't really chat much in the group, but when I do, it, it's it's meaningful. And I'm like, what did you guys all drink the punch? Like, it, yeah. it's, it's all aggressive music. It all comes from this, which came from that, which came from that. Like, and that's just the way I saw it, you know, whether it's just, you know, you consider it lighter or heavier, it, it doesn't fucking matter, you know? Mm hmm. That's why I went with that. Nice. Excellent. Uh, my number five is the VOD, self-titled Green. as well. You said it all on that one. I remember having the demo, but when that album came out, I was way into it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it sounded phenomenal. It was a great album. You said it all with that. So Yeah, I mean, that was like around the time where like a local show would draw like 500 kids. Oh, shit, yeah. You know, yep. so like... So that, like, you know, that was that was like some real shit. No mm-hmm. doubt, no doubt. And your number four? My number four. Okay, so my number four is uh, Glassjaw. Everything you ever wanted to know about silence. Great, right? Um, I that was like on constant rotation when I worked at Hot Topic from '99 to 2001. Um, I just remember like hearing it and being like, "Wow, this is like an exposed nerve." Like, there's some real shit going on here. And like I said, that was like one of the first hardcore shows that I went to was them playing, and it was like they were just so different than anything else I'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they always have, but they still have like, like really heavy parts and just like this, like crazy eclectic guitar style that like Beck just brings. It's just like insane. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely insane. I saw the 10 year anniversary of worship and tribute at Irving Plaza and was just blown away, yeah. you know, by the musicianship. But like, this was the one that was kind of like, there's like heavy music, but there's different ways to do yeah, it. They were and, extremely talented, right? Yeah. And this yeah. is a different yeah. way, to, and like vocally, so different than everything else that was out there. Heavy because he was just like a beast, mm-hmm. you know. And it was just like it was, it was just like so different, but so heavy at the same time. It was just like there isn't one way to do something the right way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, number four, it's an ex-guest band, our buddy George, Mind of a Matter, Order Manipulation. Uh, I don't know. I think I pretty much said everything about this last time. Great drumming. I love the recording. It definitely kind of uh, took the Long Island scene in a different uh, different direction. Um, I don't know. Just I pretty much said everything last episode, but it's still one of my favorites. I think it still holds up uh, tremendously. Mm, everything from the recording to the for vocals sure. to the drumming. So yeah. uh, four, I went with uh, Kill Your Idols. No gimmicks needed. A lot of people, especially on the. Uh, Facebook posts were going with this is just the beginning, which is great and all. But uh, for me, when it comes to certain records, it's all about time and place. And it's just, I mean, you know, you can't say enough about Kill Your Idols. It's just it's fast, it's fun, it's in your face, and it just makes you feel good. And that's what it's all about, you know. And I'm always going to think of them and hold them in such a high regard. Everything from the way their last show went down, their reunions, you know. Bloody noses, great times, and what more can you ask for, man? Like I said, it's all about time and place. Fast mm-hmm. and feel good. Yep. Straight up. I, I bow before your guys' knowledge of hardcore, too, by the way, because I was such a metalhead growing up, but these are my crossover ones. I got my feet wet into it. But uh, number four, the Gorilla Biscuits uh, self-titled record. My friend Scott got me into them. Uh, they, they were one of my, I played it top to bottom. Uh, love that band. Still love that band. Album holds up. <laughs> technically, technically, but yeah. Well, yeah. at the beginning, right? Yeah. I can listen. I'm doing my best here. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Die a fucking break. Yeah. I mean. yeah. Cut the guy some slack. Uh, you showed up. I mean, yeah. uh, come on. I knew better. A couple of those guys are from Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my third, uh, Silent Majority, Fucker. Life is a Spectator. <laughs> um, Silent Majority was a band that I got into after the fact. Um, I didn't really catch them when they were like actively around. Um, I found out about them afterwards. I was kind of like a little late to the party for a lot of Long Island hardcore stuff. Um, but this was like a record that I heard and I was immediately turned on to the band, just like from every aspect, from songwriting to drumming to just like overall feel. It's just like, you know, like this is this is what's up. And then like becoming friends with Tommy afterwards and just like seeing the whole like Lindenhurst crew, like the way that's like like a family, you know, yeah. like it's like straight up you see where it comes from and you see like it's just like this insular community where everyone is just with everyone, you know, and everyone's there for each other and it's like at that point it took a it took on a second life for me once I became more acquainted with everyone and then um I think it was like two years ago now playing with them at the or last year playing at the with them at revolution yeah that was the, great, uh, that, was a great that was like like that place was packed out for a band that hadn't played in 10 years and that's probably the best that i ever heard them sound to it was it, it was, was fucking it was unreal ama- it was like one of those like really special things, yeah, yeah you know and um it was it, like i said it was just really something <clears> else and like that was that was like when i heard that the first time i heard that i was just like oh shit now i know yeah now i get it yeah uh, uh, number three, yes. I did Motive, Doctrine of Scripted Torture. This, this is funny because, like I said, most of them are about drumming. This is actually great drumming, but the fucking drums sound like shit on this recording, <laughs> unfortunately. And I always loved Pete's style, but I guess they were captured as well as they could have been on this recording. They could probably could have been so much better, but... Um, I love the songs on this. Um, you know, they got a lot of bed 
you know, press on this album because, you know, this is when they broke edge and became a metal band and blah, blah, blah. But they were playing all these songs, you know, when they were vegan straight edge, but just all of a sudden everybody fucking cared, you know, mm. when they started drinking and everything. But uh, I think I probably played with Motive, I think probably the most out of any Long Island band, which I loved because I always I actually did a weekend with them, too. And that was that was a blast. Um, but, yeah, love that album. Think, still think that it holds up. Hell, yeah. Good yeah. shit. Uh, I went with Obscenity in the Milk, mm. my millhouse. I mm. mean, you want to talk about In Your Face. I mean, everything from all the obscure, creepy samples that, yep. you know. Pretty really much wrote the book music. on samples. Yeah, yeah I song. mean, I've done it in a couple of bands nope. simply yep. from enjoying that. or I mean, Take notes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're screaming their balls off, songs about Satan, really just creepy, weird like you know, odd tunings, ridiculous drumming. I mean, Greg I was Collins, hit by a Millhouse truck. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> there you, go. <laughs> you got Greg Collins doing crazy drumming, and then later on playing dance disco and radio. Yep. Four. It's like, yep. You know, it just goes to show you how wide the spectrum can be. But that for me Absolutely. was just like a such a you know it, that record makes you uncomfortable, yeah. and that's what I think is really really cool. One of the best front men in the game, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's already feeling. Yeah. Hey, uh, number three, I hope. These, I hope they're from Long Island. All right, Sam, can you, uh, Sam, jo- I'm get, sure I'm gonna get, get the uh, horn ready just in case. <laughs> Ludacris, Immaculate Deception. That, that's Long Do Island. Do I qualify? We'll yeah, all right, we'll all right. Good. Thank you, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm obviously I, I like a lot of that crossover sound, and um, I just thought they were supremely talented. Um, shout out to Todd. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Shout out to nice Todd thing. Reynolds, big Ludacris fan. I should have got his list today, but uh always one of my favorites growing up, one of the best names yeah. for a band. They actually ever. opened at that uh that Life of Agony VOD show that Were I went they to. There? Yeah. Yeah. I know Todd was gonna go to that. Yeah. But uh yeah, it didn't make it because we don't make it out of our house. That's that it, man. I hate for it. old men. But that's, that's it. my uh number three, Ludacrist. Nice. Okay, so my number two, um again, this is a shout out to Selden. Uh known these guys for a while. Straight from the path villains. Which was their first major like breakthrough record on Sumerian. Um, I remember them writing it and like demoing out the first three songs and just being like, "Holy shit!" And I listened to that record today, and it is like, it is just like a lesson in brutality. It is so heavy on so many levels, um, and it, it stands up to even today. It's just, it's just, it's just so well done. Um, just like aggressive on every on every front and just i I just remember like them during that era because that's when um alfie was touring with them so i got to see them play a lot off that record it was just like holy shit you know and then like you see them from there to where they are today you know playing these like enormous tours and festivals and stuff like this it's just like it's really good to see uh you know like guys from your hometown oh yeah like, absolutely you know, get through like that yeah, mr parker i have a double for dan over here but i also did uh silent majority i don't know this is probably my all-time quintessential i call it my summer album it's like as soon oh, yeah. as you know as soon as the the weather gets nice the windows goes down and you know <laughs> this this fucking thing plays from you know beginning to end um i think i was at the oh no i definitely was at the record release when they when they had the release for this at uh you know, the Common Ground, which was, uh, you know, the second PWAC, and uh, that was a fucking great show. Sons of Abraham was on that as well. And uh, jumping back to the drumming, I mean, Ben is and, is you know, was and is still a monster, you know, for using, you know, a small little four-piece kit, you know, single bass pedal and the fucking guy whales. Out of control. Yeah, guy whales, so silent majority. 
Cool. Well, my last two are going to be as obvious as possible, but I, too, I'm going to go with Silent Majority's Life of a Spectator. Yep. I mean, once again, time and place. It's just, you know, when you're first getting into, this, you know, you're being shown this different lifestyle with all these people, and this, it's, it can be very overwhelming, and you're hearing this music, and it's not just like you're listening to the songs. You're actually reading the lyrics, going into the CD booklets, and, you know, they're talking about the same type of shit that I'm going through in life and mm -hmm. my family problems and my this and my, and it's just like, you know, they're regular guys, you know, people hold them in the highest regard and, and, you know, we're all lucky enough to be friends with them and hang out with them. And it's just at the end of the day, you know, we're all just trying to make it. And that's yeah. totally what that record does. And that's, it's so fucking seminal to Long Island. It's like, you know, yep. something to be proud of. Totally. Excellent. Um, all right. My number two trip face. Some, Part Sorrow. There you go. I'd be okay. remiss if I didn't nice. mention yep. Trip Face. Um, obviously good friends of mine. Obviously I was in that band for a minute in the beginning, and one oh, of my yeah. songs is on it, so I got to put it on What's there. What's up, man? There you got a little ah. shameless self-promotion. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yes. Now, do you want to do lists before? Because you, you have your number ones left. I have my number oh, one. Oh, yes. Yeah. You want to do lists? Did a list. How many, Sam, do you have, like 8 billion? I have a, I have a couple. I mean, it's... All right. Okay. Start with our buddy Brian Marr. Uh, over there, so life of a spectator was, you know, surprise. His, surprise. Number five, he did Inside Seven Inches to a Drug Wall. Nice. If Silent Majority can be on a hardcore list, then so can Inside. <laughs> <laughs> number four, VOD Imprint. Nice. Uh, number three, Still Suit at the Speed of Light. I technically think they were from the city, but we'll give it to yeah. them. Number two, 516 Comp. Uh, number Solid. one, Glass Draw, everything you wanted to know about the silence. Yep. Okay, so then we have... You got one I, well, yeah, I, I mean, I have uh, I have Ro uh, Rob Link, number five, This Is Hell, Sundowning. Number four, Trip Face, Some Part Sorrow. Number three, Inside My Funeral. Number two, Silent Majority, Life of a Spectator. Number one, Motive, I versus the Beckoning of Darkness. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Um, okay, I got I got a top five here. He didn't put it in particular order, but I'll read it in the order he gave me uh, from Scotty Jazombek. Of We're not Trip judging. Oh, shout out, uh, shout out, Scott. Yes, he us up. He booked us a lot in the Albany area. He's my man. Now. Yeah, he, he, solid uh, dude. I used to work with him at the Wall. That's how we, oh, we started putting Trip Face together. And actually. I was like the head librarian up there, right? Or yeah, he's yeah. big wig. Yeah, yep. we're gonna get him on this show. He's actually yeah. in Riverhead for the weekend visiting family. So we're trying to hook up. We've reconnected through Facebook, and it's nice. been really nice because yeah, Scott, oh, Scott's he, a top-notch he, he guy. Is, he is a fucking gem. He is. He's yep. the best. But uh. He was quick to mention that uh, he's giving all seven inches because back then no one had an album. I'm specifically <laughs> mentioning that. Scott's a stickler of the rules. He's yeah. the head librarian of Albany. Can't fuck with that. Facts is okay, facts. so number five, we have uh, Scrape Grace, the Plead Out EP. Scape, Scape Grace. Scape Grace. Okay. Scape Grace, yeah. yes. Um, he and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he listed, he even gave me YouTube links to all Sweet. this shit. Like, I, maybe I'll post it on, on our Facebook page. Uh, Disciplinary Action. DA, baby. Okay. Uh, was his number four. Neglect, Pull the Plug EP. There you go. Number three. All right. Uh, motive, Thickness of Glass. Number song, two, but that right? yes, mm. that's well, a song. Seven inch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told you his rules. I, oh, I actually just realized that I, I don't give up. a fuck about the rules. I, I, I said the seven inch, but uh, you know, I said doctrine, but that's the seven inch. But well, I'm glad I could correct you. Thanks, pal. All Sam's right, in the back. Um, <laughs> Hurry the fuck up. <laughs> and number one for Scott was mind over matter, heretic thinking. There you go. Wow. Um, so thank you, Scotty. Hopefully, we we'll get you on here soon. 
I'm going to do uh, our buddy Mike Tambo, number five. Ah, Tambo. Shout out Tambo. Yeah, Sons of Abraham, number five. Number four, Incendiary Cost of Living. What's up? (laughs) Three, Capital Homefront. Two, Kill Your Idols. This is just the beginning. Number one, Life of a Spectator. Uh, Where are we here? (laughs) Vito just put Overthrow React times five. Love Vito. Love Overthrow. Shout out Vito. Yeah. my buddy Mike Masilli, number five, Indecision. Oh, Mike Shout out Indecision Mike. Unorthodox. They were our, our LAHC band. Uh, number four, Iron Sheik. Not like this. Number three, Mind of a Matter of Security. Number two, Kill Your Idols. This is just the beginning. Number one, Silent Majority. Oh, skip. All right. If you want to go in order, all right. Uh, Greg, five, Sons of Abraham, four, Millhouse, three, Trip Phase, two, Inside, one, Silent Majority. We got our buddy Matt Veal, uh, Celebrity Murders, Time to Kill Space. That's a great album. Uh, Kill Your Idols, Iron Sheik, Silent Majority, Blood Red Hostage. Noticing a pattern here. Very nice. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, the, a lot of the same. My it's buddy like Race. Uh, oh, yo, shout out Race. Yeah. Millhouse. Kill Your Idols, Tension. There you go. There mm-hmm. it is. Uh, Silent Majority, Mind Over Matter. Uh, my buddy Joe Red Citron, number five, Neglect. Number four, <laughs> number four, Sky Came Falling. I don't remember the name of their album. That's good enough. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks number for shots fired. Number three, Glassjaw, Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang, bang, bang. in parentheses, or was that just a demo? Question mark. Number two, Tension. Number one, Overthrow React. There you go. Um, I'm seeing a lot of silent majority, a lot of neglect. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, t- right. Tommy trash bags, uh, glass straw. Tom- yeah, glass straw. <laughs> kill your idols. Ooh, the backup plan. That's okay. That's good. Mind Shout over matter. Silent majority. Uh, Matt Tatrone. This is this is a nice one. All right. Number five, irony, which I love. Number four, movie life. Number three, on the might of princes. Fucking Chris Enriquez. God Yo, forbid if we go Enriquez. one fucking episode with not, not mentioning him. Enriquez. Yeah, man. You know, uh, number two, inside. Number one, silent majority. Christopher, don't call me Greek Tombanakis. Number <laughs> five, dearly departed, believing in ghosts. Uh, number four, on the might. Uh, number three, silent majority. Number two, inside. Number one, mind over matter. Uh, Smalley. Number five, On the Might of Princes. Number four, Overthrow. Number three, VOD. Wow, number two, time. Movie Life. Number fucking Silent Major. I don't even have to say everybody's fucking, you know, number one. Uh, Hugo, of course, he puts, you know, Forklift Driver. Whoa, whoa. A few, you know. Tools used uh, for fighting. Yeah, so um, who else? We have Malamo is on here. Oh, you made Malamo's t- number five. That's good. Incendiary, he's got number five. Sick. Number four, Half Man. Which was after Scape Grace. Number three, VOD. Number two, Mind of a Matter. Number one, Silent Majority. Yo, shout out Domain. Oh, there you go. Shout yeah. out Domain. Shout out Jeff. Shout out Greg. Greg. Yeah. Shout out Rob. Shout out all those dudes. Uh, Domain's fucking sick. John Berg. I like this. I number like five, Berg. Closure. Great band from Long Island. Four, Half Man. Number three, On the Mind of Princes. Number two, Kill Your Idols. Number one, Millhouse. All right, Mac Randy, who is one of the Grande boys. On the Might of Princess, Millhouse, Last Crime. Nice. State Secedes, yeah. very nice. I like that. And Half Men. Um, let's see if there's anybody. And that's pretty much it. It's everybody. Mm. You know. Oh, oh, Bob Farley. Yeah. He wrote hey, in. Um, he did Movie Life number five, four, VOD, three, Silent Majority, two, Mind of a Matter, one, On the Might of Princess. But... Uh, Regarding IEP also as a uh, honorable mention. Solid. 
Yeah. And I think that that's it. All right. So you're number one. Number number one. one. Yes, please. So my number one um, is an objective number one. Mm. So you have to understand that. Um, Even though this is a band that I occasionally play in, um, it's a band that I've been a fan of since day one. It's a band that I I love seeing. And it's one of the only times I was able to mosh to the band that I was playing in while playing in the band. And they have those those crazy Bugs Bunny old school T-shirts. Yes, they do. Right? This band is called Soldiers, and the record is End of Days. I don't think I en- I enjoy a single heavy record as much as I enjoy End of Days from start to finish. There's not a bad song on there, um, and like I said, because I do pl- you know like I did play in Soldiers for a while. Totally objective. Even if I didn't play in this band, I would still love this band. Mm-hmm. You know, if if Audley and Bobcat didn't play in this band with me, I would still love this band. If I, you know, like, not if I had no musical ability whatsoever, I would still love this band. <laughs> you know, if I was blind and deaf and didn't have any arms or legs, I would still love uh-huh. this band. Soldiers is just so goddamn good, and End of Days was like the tomb, like the best of the Tombstone EP, plus a bunch of new shit, and it is. It's like talk about so- fun songs to play. Oh yeah, talk yeah. about fun songs to mosh to. Talk about fun songs to listen to. Song. This album is just great, stem to stern, and uh, and uh, ho- hopefully we get to do it again one day. Yeah, but I would, um, lo- I would love to see I that. Would, I would love to play soldier songs again. Yeah, um, we actually covered um, a VOD song, like on like the the last. Oh yeah, of, that's right. Last of that's shows right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when yeah. was the last time you did play with them? How long has it been? Like now? 2010, 2011. Wow, it's been, it's been a very long time. Uh, but um, Soldiers' End of Days, Unreal Record. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I suggest everyone go listen to it. It's, nice. awesome. it's in my car presently. Hell yeah. Because fuck Spotify, right? Like, right, lasagna. My answer. Sleeping. <laughs> my answer. You need to get woke, is, son. That's it. Well, my number one. I'm actually sitting across from one of the original songwriters of this band, and that is Tripface. Some part sorrow. Um, man, I can't say enough good fucking things about Tripface. They were one of my... Uh, I definitely went through like an exit records uh, phase, which that's all that I really cared about for Long Island. You know, everybody from them to Silent Majority, all the other bands we made, named, you know, Sons of Abraham, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was at their record release, and it was Tripface... Indecision and Millhouse at the Huntington VFW. Wow. Yeah, and it was fucking insane. Um, I remember Murdoch played that. Uh, who the hell else played that? Maybe maybe Davola played that? I don't even remember. CR. CR played it, oh, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yo, dude from CR plays in Budo's band. Oh, yeah? Yeah, bass player. Uh, yeah. So I remember being at that show, and th- that's one show that was probably fucking... I don't know it seemed like at least six hundred people there for an all local show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a triple record release, which was yeah. awesome. So sick. you know, um, but I think uh, I think every time Tripface played, I was if I wasn't there, I tried to be there, and I thought that they were always great live. Um, drumming, Pete's drumming. I mean, the guy that you know was playing drums in the band when I saw them was this guy Pete, and Pete I think Rowan. he, yeah. He went on to Glassjaw, I think, for a minute, didn't he? I don't know if he played in Glassjaw. Somebody left yeah. there, and this is after my day, yeah. there, obviously, but somebody went on to yeah, play for, for a quick minute. But, but this Pete, was, Pete's a great guy. Yeah, Pete, this was yeah. one of the, uh, this was one of the first, like, I guess, like local guys that I saw. Like, he actually used like a drum rack. 
Yeah. And I was like, man, mm. this guy's got like fucking three rack time. <laughs> I'm like, this fucking guy's got to set it up by himself. Fuck this shit, yeah, you know? Right. Is that Neil Peart? Yeah, you know? <laughs> but I always loved that. Um, and then the fact that, you know, when Sky Game Falling did the demo, the fact that we recorded with the fucking guitar player, Jay May. Jay May, yeah. I mean, that fucking blew my mind. I was like, yeah, I want to fucking record with the guy from fucking Trip Face. Goddamn yeah. right. And then the fucking icing on the cake was the fact that he let me use fucking Pete's snare drum yeah. on the Sky Came Falling demo. I was just like, Jay sign me up, man. Gear. And yep. you got kicked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, trip face. Love yeah. it. Well, like I said, it's obvious and it's been said, but fucking mind over matter. Yep. Auto manipulation. Yep. What is there to say that has not already been said about one of the greatest bands to ever come out of Long Island? I mean goes beyond time and place and the feeling i mean you know that record is just so fucking raw and mm -hmm. so dark but it, it it does something to you yeah you know? it really really does something to you i mean shameless self-promotion but i was very fortunate enough to be in a band with george reynolds and you know guy still blows my fucking yep. mind and now i play in a new band where i sing and play drums and i was once again fortunate enough to have him come in and sing and, uh, you know, lend the voice that's inspired me for over 20-something fucking years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you think Long Island, it's impossible to not think Silent Majority, Mind Over Matter. It's just, you know. I always said that a Vinny Stigma was like the godfather of NYHC. George Reynolds is, you know, <laughs> the godfather of LIHC. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to throw uh, Tommy and Rich into that mix. Yep. Those yep. guys are like the three godfathers of yep. it all, you know? Definitely. So, like I said, yeah. we're pretty fucking fortunate to live on this island. Yeah. It's such amazing music in this community. And Tommy said it best at a show, like, you know, this is like a mafia. You know, the only way in is to die. Yeah. You know, once, yeah. <clears throat> once you're in, you're in. All right, I guess I'm last here. My number one, being the resident old dude here, <laughs> uh, Crumb Suckers, Life of Dreams. When they were coming up, obviously, a long time ago, you know, all, all the heavy hitters in New York hardcore, these guys coming out of Long Island, I think were as good as musicians at the time in that scene. Uh, they had the thrash element, crossover element and everything, but they could play their asses off. They were uh, a notch above, and, and that album still holds up for me. I listen to it religiously still. And uh, Crumb Suckers, Life of Dreams, mm. that's mine. Hell yeah. Awesome. But, uh, cool. All right, so. So that's our top fives. Yeah. And Mr. Back. Sam... Sam jumping over here. You got any other Yo, added? Dirt, you... On the transition, I'm just going to give a shout out, uh, honorable mention to I Am The Avalanche self-titled. There you go. I think that record is phenomenal, top to bottom. Um, and me personally, it's like a like a, like a life moment defining record. Um, and just It's just excellent. It's just really, really fucking good. So, okay. Um, yeah, there you go. The, there you have it, the top five. Um, I'm just going to give mine real quick because who gives a shit, right? So mine would be VOD for the Bleeders. Nice. Silent Majority, obviously, Life of a Spectator. Mm -hmm. uh, Glassjaw, Silence record is... When I first heard that, I was just uh, pretty blown away. The guitars, just the vocals. Um, later on, I, I, I kind of like grew out of the vocals, but like when I, when I first heard it, um, I've never heard anyone sing and scream like that. Exactly. The first time I heard a hard C in a record too. That was yeah, it was pretty wild. Oh yeah, it's just like and and the hooks were gigantic, mm -hmm. gigantic. Uh, number two, I have Mind Over Matter Security because I like that record better. I always have. I don't know why. 
And number one, probably not a hardcore band, but it's my favorite record at Long Island. <laughs> Uh, from the people I know, uh, Small Arms Dealer, uh, Patron Saint of Disappointment. So All right. I think do. that shit is banging. Makes me makes me want to write songs when I hear that record. So Nice. Um, all right. So I guess we talked enough. And uh, thanks to Dan from Incendiary. Yeah, absolutely. No problem, man. And Carcosa. I had a great time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Uh, Wish you continued success too, man. With oh, the thank you, down. thank you very well, much. Well, it's not success; it's luck. Yeah. It's oh, luck. luck. Wish yeah. you continued luck. Yeah. yeah. You move up the heat seekers, <laughs> Billboard charts. You know. Keep the train moving. Don't yeah, forget about much. us, little guys. Soon you're going to be on that uh, Carson Daly show with TRL Live. Nice. Oh, yes. God, if only. You know. That'd be so sick. You guys will be going out on tour for three day weekend. Oh <laughs> wow! Saturday, oh god! <laughs> You'll be working four days at the regular job. Asking my lucky stars to do that. (laughs) Can I get Fridays off? (laughs) So our next show, we're going to have Tom Flynn. Um, I forget his credits exactly, but I know that he just directed the new Body Count video. Sick. And it's fucking awesome. Awesome. Because that record... That record is shockingly... Shockingly good. How? The first record was a gimmick. It was okay. It was okay. It holds up horribly... It's ridiculous how corny it is. But it was cool for the moment. Here's Ice-T. KKK bitch, really? But so much Evil Evil D is the dumbest fucking song. But this one is a legit, really good fucking metal record. I mean, it thrashes. I was watching like live footage from like Australian shit. Like they fucking go crazy, man. Hell yeah. No, it's a great record. Yo, shout out Joe Sincata does sound guy over at full force yeah does sound for uh for for body count so oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think he does obituary too right yep yep yeah i went to high school with him it's awesome so he um one day we, my band was playing o'brien's and, <laughs> and uh, yeah r.i.p yeah <laughs> we were playing o'brien's and uh i guess before i started a song or maybe we were like tuning or setting up and i started playing there goes a neighborhood yeah and uh, before we played our first song, I was like, yeah, we're body count. <laughs> so we started playing. We played a set. And after the set was done, uh, this kid comes up to me. Because on occasion, people like our band. It's funny. Nice. So he's like, hey, man. He's like, never heard of you guys before, man. He's like, it's like I really love the set. He's like, uh, I went on, on online to look at, uh, for your music. And all I see is this band with the, the guy Ice-T in it. I was like, oh, no. I was like, I was just kidding, man. I was like, we're not body count. That's not really the name of the band. Yeah. That's funny. And he's like, oh, shit, really? So I gave him the name of the real band. I haven't seen him since. So that's, <laughs> that's how much he liked us. New records out, man. Download that shit. Hey, turn them out then. body count. All right, Yeah, cool. my name is Ice-T. I look really different in pictures. <laughs> I got to see them live on that Lollapalooza that, yeah. that Sick. one year. It was uh, interesting. Yeah. Went over really well, though. You know? I listened to the uh uh henry rollins's podcast called henry and heidi right um and he talks about that Lollapalooza and yeah. how it all started yeah. how he did uh, uh the rollins band did some shows with uh jane's addiction right. and how basically the inception of it right and that first tour and how he didn't talk to anyone on the tour he liked everyone but yeah the, that Ice T was his boy, and they hung out every night. Yes, and basically, he, like it's it's an hour long on on just Lollapalooza one. There's wow. an old spoken word CD. I don't know if it's on the Box Life, um, which is one of my favorite spoken words by him. But uh, he tells a brief story about Lollapalooza and stuff, and he refers to like, yeah, it sounded like Ice T was the guy he got along yeah. with most because he's like, you know, I go back there where Ministry was was living, 
<laughs> like in this <laughs> voice, like they were just yeah. Al was doing whatever Al does in the trailer and shit like that. Anybody see my spoon? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. All right, cool, man. Yeah. So yes, uh, thank can't you wait again, to, though. Really yeah. appreciate no problem. No problem. Thanks for having me. Edit this this opus. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Bye. Later. Later.